What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite film franchises and soon-to-be TV. I am one of your hosts, Brett Parker, and joining me are the new members of the show, the permanent hosts of Dissect That Film, the wonderful Dan and Aradella. Hey! I like when you clap and you like that just completely cuts on Discord. <laughs> Hello, love. thank you. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. I'm so happy that you're not just guests anymore. You are now permanent hosts of the show. We are here. And I'm We're excited. I haven't done a podcast excited. in a long time. I love it. Well, I've never done a podcast, so hey, here hey we no, go. You're, you're, not, you're 19 episodes deep. That's true. I guess I shouldn't say I've never done one, but this is my first podcast, technically, you know? But this is technically the first episode of the now-named Dissect That Film podcast. But don't worry. The other episodes we've done are still going to be up for people to listen, just uh, by a different name. So they're not going anywhere because there are some doozy episodes. Uh, you know, they <laughs> Dan and Ara have been here since the beginning. They did our first ever reviews uh, on this channel, and... Uh, and now they're going to be on forever <laughs> until, you know, they get sick of me and want to get the fuck out. <laughs> We're contractually obligated. We can't leave until he leaves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, before we get into uh, talking about the movie we are talking about today, and as you can see, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, you guys can't see it, but YouTube can see it. Um, a lot of things. Now the new things uh, with the show now. So. Uh, we're no longer streaming on Twitch anymore because I don't really want to. Um, but there is a possibility the show can be streamed to anybody who does want to watch the show live while we record it. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to be setting up a Patreon for the show um, where people, you know, if, if nobody knows what Patreon is, it's pretty much you pay, f you pay to watch um, exclusive content from a channel, YouTube, whatever. Um, it's nothing crazy, nothing crazy, uh, but you'll be able to watch the show recorded live. So we record the shows on Tuesday and the shows will be put on YouTube and podcast services on Fridays. Uh, but if you know, you pay a dollar on Patreon, you can watch us do this right now. Not, not now because we haven't done it yet, but soon enough, uh, later now. Yes. Future. And also, chat, we're going to... Why am I saying chat? We're not on Twitch anymore. I See, it's going to happen. This is what happens yeah. when we've been doing it this way. Uh, <laughs> the shows are going to be in video form on YouTube. So if you like watching podcasts, video form, they're going to be on a YouTube channel, on Dissect That Film's YouTube channel. That is already created, uh, but soon we're just waiting on some graphics and all that stuff, and then everything will be uh, readily available for your eyes. But also, uh, the audio versions will be put on podcast services the same day. Um, and also, uh, I'm doing my first... I'm jumping into the editing... Into the ed editing ocean? I don't I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something funny. Uh, not a very good editor, so don't judge me in the comments, okay? Say nice things in the comments, like how I'm cute. And Dan is also cute. You got an amazing beard, sir. That's what thank I'm you, thank you. I would look there ridiculous without it. Uh, 
We're already starting off hot. Here we go. Uh, right. Today, we are dissecting one of my favorite films of all time. It is in my top three, uh, along with, of course, Jaws as number one. This is not my number two, but it is number three for me. Um, the Dark Knight is definitely squeezes itself in between Jaws and uh, Jurassic Park. So the Dark Knight gets a nice uh, Steven Spielberg sandwich since right. since my boy Steven, he came back. You know, he's back. He's just so good. Lights. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about Jurassic Park. This movie is almost 30 years old. Isn't that crazy? This movie released June 11th. 1993. I was in theaters there. You were too. I was not. <laughs> oh, that's right. How old were you? I, I was. Uh, I was not even two. So, uh, uh, can I say something? Oh, good, good. No, no, no. Go ahead. You first. Can I say something ironic about the release date? Just slightly ironic. I was six, about to be seven, when I was seen Jurassic Park. By the way, it scared the shit out of me. I, I like. I don't remember like covering my eyes and ears like as most of the dinosaur stuff. So like the why reason I was there, I was scared of the T-Rex, Dilophosaurus, Velociraptor, all that stuff. Anyway, I was six when I wanted to watch Jurassic Park in theaters. And my, our, our oldest son was also six when he watched his first Jurassic Park movie, which was Jurassic World in theaters. That so a little, like a little trivia, random. That's trivia. awesome. Was it really trivia? It's just about me. It's trivia. Okay, go ahead. The first Jurassic Park movie I saw in theaters was Jurassic Park three with with my grandma so as much as i am not the biggest fan of that movie uh it always has a nice place in my heart because i got to see it with someone the person who got me so invested into watching or i mean she's the one who showed me jaws she's the one who showed me jurassic park you know she had the vast vhs collection and i think i wore jurassic park out it, that and the i i remember getting the lost world we'll talk about it more in the lost world episode but I'm going to talk about it now because I want to. The Lost World's VHS had a... It, you remember those like plastic things with the picture would show you like one picture and then if you move it, it, sh it like yeah. changes the image? Yeah, I had one of those in the slip in the front you and that. you could take it out and it has just a still image. God, you remember this? So good. How do you not remember this? You were there? <laughs> anyway, no, I remember it. Like actually, I'll, 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 I'll talk about the Lost World stuff next. Next time. Next time. On the next episode. This I Dragon I Ball. I did I saw this movie in theaters twenty years later when they re-released it in theaters for the twentieth anniversary in three D. wasn't a very oh, wasn't a very good three D movie. But what movie really was good in three D? Not many. I was about to ask that. I was about to ask um, that. But the, the fact the just to be able to go see. Jurassic Park in theaters on the big screen. It was so surreal. I felt like I was five years old again. It was great. And I still remember it. And then to be able to take my son when he, I think my son was four, maybe not even four when Jurassic World came out and I brought him to go see that. And he actually sat through the whole movie. He loves it. Jurassic, hey, Jurassic Park is actually Jurassic Park is one of my son's favorite movies. Actually, I think it might be his favorite movie. That's like one of the Lego games our kids play the most when they would go through spurts. Oh, yeah. I have Lego Jurassic Park. I bought when it came out. They love that. They love that game. Oh, that, Lego Jurassic World is like one of the only very few games that I've 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Same, same. <laughs> Thanks to my good, my good friend Bob. He helped me get that hundred percent. Uh, I had to look it up. I actually had one one of them glitch out on me. I had to delete my save files to start all the way because I couldn't get the hundred percent for it. You just you, you hate to see it. Gamer problems, dude. Right. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, this movie came out box office of nine hundred and twelve million dollars in nineteen ninety three. That was before re releases. June eleventh, nineteen ninety three, grossed nine hundred and twelve million dollars before being re released twenty years later. Uh, and it is one of the oldest films to reach a billion dollars at the box office with the re release. So it hit that billion dollar mark after being re-released. I think it finished up with $1.03 billion after all said and done. Insane. That's pretty good. It's because it's dinosaurs. Who doesn't like dinosaurs? Right? Uh, Except for your elk. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Uh, Just a subtle stab. This was the highest grossing film uh, ever until Titanic. Came out in 1997, but of course Titanic has to fucking James Cameron. <laughs> Who gives a crap about a boat? A lot of people. Don't uh, even say. I, 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 I trust me. I was a. I love Titanic. The movie, not th- why I love Titanic. I was a huge Titanic buff. I read so many books about Titanic. I was invested. Visit us. Seen the Titanic thing. Oh, <laughs> guess what the budget was for this movie? And it's ironic. Uh, because of um, you know how long dinosaurs, how long ago dinosaurs have been extinct, or how long they've been you extinct just... for? Go ahead. I know I gave it away. You first. No, you go. did, but go ahead. You, you got it. He, he just gave you the answer. I don't know. It's like when Jeopardy gives you the answer, you just yeah. say what is. Because I don't remember. Sixty-five million dollars. Yes. Yes. Uh, this film was like... dr- this film was directed by uh, one of my favorites, Steven Spielberg. Yes. When Michael awesome Crichton uh, wrote the book, yes, this was a book before it was a movie, but literally this book was written and wasn't even published, and there was also already four studios that wanted this movie, or wanted the well, rights to make the movie. It was 89, I believe, wasn't it, when it was written, the book? 89 or 90? I, 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 uh, and he might have wrote it in 89, but it wasn't published I believe until probably, I mean, before Crichton's novel was published, four studios put in bids for its film rights with the backing of Universal Studios. Spielberg acquired the rights for $1.5 million before its publication in 1990. So it was published in 90. Yeah, November 20th, 1990. And I think like, it was like a, like a big turkey. Yeah. But originally when Crichton had wrote, when he like the first four people to put in for it was Columbia Pictures, Tim Burton. You would have ruined this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I feel like Spielberg was the perfect fit for Made this. I mean, with with Jaws, I think you know Jaws being a huge one for him, um, and what he could do, what he did with with the Indiana Jones series. Um, I mean, the duel. I mean, he's got a roaring truck. <laughs> yes, I mean, come on. yes. We can't, we can't forget duel. Okay, people are like, what? What's that movie? So originally, um, Spielberg uh, 
was going to direct Schindler's List after he was so he was when he got the rights, he was directing Hook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he wanted to direct Schindler's List before that. Um, but uh, he was pretty much the studio was like, no, we'll, we're going to pay you. They paid him like a crap ton of money to literally be like you're going to direct Jurassic Park next. And then you can do <laughs> yeah, and then you could do Schindler's List that, you know, you could do that movie later. You can go win your Academy Awards later. OK, <laughs> make this dinosaur movie now. Steven. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this movie won Academy Awards for special effects uh, because it was groundbreaking. This was this movie put. I mean, special effects were used in movies prior to Jurassic Park, but Jurassic Park special effects put them like put special effects on the map. Like they made, uh, they just it blew up after that, and they were so good. You watch Jurassic Park in twenty. 21 this movie is from 1993 you watch this movie and you're like damn when when the t-rex breaks out of its enclosure in the rain and it's dark yeah and you're like how how can i watch a movie that came out two years ago and it looks like garbage compared to this it's ridiculous you, you, I agree, because I every time I watch this, I look at it, I'm like, okay, you can see these are a little bit older, but they hold up, like you said, unbelievably well. And they weren't even supposed to be used in the movie. No. The CG was actually, if, if, I know I'm going to date the hell out of this podcast, uh, but <laughs> on Netflix, have you ever watched the series, the movies that made us? Yes, I was actually going to reference that, because they just came out with an did, episode about Jurassic Park, yeah. Did you yeah. watch that one yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah like that, there was... It, well, of course. But I had to ask. You never know. People are busy. But anyway, I like it was just meant to add motion blur to the stop motion because stop motion looks fake. Yeah. You know, compared to like actual things. I mean, I thought that was neat. The guy's like, I trick this shit out. Like, you should do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then CG happened. Right. But yeah, the special effects were created by Industrial Light and Magic, which was was that Lucas owned? Yes, I think. I think. Yeah, I think Lucas owns. Yeah. I'm looking. I'll look. You keep going. Uh, and the the uh, animatronics were created by Stan Winston, um, one of the most iconic. When it comes to uh, practical effects, creature effects in movies, um, Stan Winston was the king. Yeah, George Lucas, 1975. Yeah. So, yeah, he yeah, Stan Winston's very good. Yes. Very good. Um, definitely uh, a huge... A huge loss when he passed away um, a while back, but his studio is still open, still making some amazing practical effects. And I've heard that his studio is um, going to be doing a lot of the practical effects for the newest Jurassic World uh, that's coming out next year, which I need more. Um, One of the things I mean, one of the things I can give a little bit of praise to when it comes to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, which I'm not going to talk about that in super detail, but they used a lot of of practical effects in it um, yes. where Jurassic world did not, um, yes. which was very disappointing because that is, I think when you watch Jurassic park and you watch, let's say the scene when uh, Grant pulls uh, Lex out of the truck and there, and she's sitting there in the mud and he's trying to get Tim out and she screams cause she sees the T-Rex yeah. and then the T-Rex head swings in front of her. It's a real thing. She's reacting yeah. to a gigantic yeah animatronic which we'll get into yep. the details of the 
just the crazy experience with that thing. Uh, (laughs) You know, to be able to react to that um, is so cool compared to like trying to react to, hey, can you, you know, be scared of this tennis ball, okay? Pretend it's a giant (laughs) dinosaur, which, you know, in certain situations, you you have to go that way because, you know, you can only do so much with practical effects. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, so yeah, so Crichton, um, he had a non-negotiable, non-negotiable fee of $1.5 million for the rights. Uh, Warner Brothers, Tim Burton, Columbia Pictures, and Richard Donner, uh, the director of the 1978 Superman, uh, he did the Goonies, um, the Lethal Weapon movies, uh, and many others, um, they all put in for, oh, actually, and Joe Dante, who is, uh, Gremlins director, and oh, okay. 20th Century Fox, which is now just 20th Century since Disney owns it. Um, yep, it they is. all put in right, uh, put in um, bids for the rights to Jurassic Park. Uh, Sid Scheinberg, who was the president of the Music Corporation of America, so it was a universal parent company. He's the one who pretty much, yeah. uh, he gave the green light for Schindler's List, but then was like, Spielberg, you got to do this one first. So like, we, we can make <laughs> Schindler's List. Well, you got to do this first. We got some good money on this one, yeah. brother. Yeah, this 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 might uh, this might be the one. Um, but yeah, so so many firsts in the in the industry. Uh, the acting like this movie is just perfect. I I, I don't know. I, listen, there are some th- some things that I will question when we go through the plot. Uh, like where the fuck did that cliff come from? But we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in my eyes, this is every time I watch this movie, I feel like I'm five years old again, sitting in my grandma's yeah. living room, watching it on a freaking giant tube TV. You know, it's just, oh, it, yeah. it brings you back. Like my, like when I had to watch this, uh, to, you know, do notes and stuff. My son was like, what are you doing? Why are you watching this? I was like, why not? He's like, you don't get out. You're not my kid. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't know this movie. I was like, of course I know this movie. I know, of course I know everything that happens in this movie, but I want to watch it. Add another tally. It's, oh, yes. It's, I can't even count how many times I've seen this movie. But yeah, this, uh, I, I love this movie. I can't wait to talk more about it, but let's, uh, let's get your guys' thoughts. I feel like I've been talking a lot. You're up. We've been talking a lot. It's your turn. Does Jurassic Park hold up in 2021? Does it, does it, how does it taste? Is it supple? It touched my stomach. It's making all kinds of racket. Are you hungry or something? No. Okay. I don't know if you're hungry. Cool. It, it just wants to talk to you. Oh, okay. It wants to be included. That's fair. <laughs> oh, I I don't. Every time I watch it, I love it over and over. Like, I, there's. I don't think there's amount of times you can watch this movie and get tired of it. Wholeheartedly. But agree. yeah, it 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 holds up. It definitely holds up. It's oh you go. What was I doing? There you go. Okay, cool. Just... <laughs> anyway, obviously, because we have Jurassic Park shirts on. She has one too. She's just not wearing it right now. I have a Jurassic World shirt. And I have tattoos. And I love the movie. I can see it a billion times over. It holds up so well. It's it by me no means is a perfect movie, but when it comes, I will spoil this much. When it comes to the other Jurassic Park movies, I kind of hold this on a pedestal like all of its own. Like yeah. it's just like it's its own thing. It's kind of like the first Jaws compared to the rest of the series. Not saying from a sheer quality standpoint, but it's kind of like a standalone. 
It's just so damn good. It's yes. a classic. I just I, I can't hold other movies really in the same series in comparison because nothing's ever going to touch it. No. Be it from nostalgia, just how it, the time it was made, the people that were in it, just it just everything. It's like again, like the original Jaws. Everything just came together and made literally almost a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brilliant. That's it. And plus, it's, it's quotable. It's quotable. Yes. It's quotable. Yes. Some so many some great actors in this movie. Um, yep. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, of course, the the legend himself, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't. Uh, Richard Attenborough, uh, the late Bob Peck, who plays Muldoon. Rest in peace. Oh. Uh, Joseph Mazzello, who played Tim. Ariana Richards. Sam L. Jackson, even though it was, very, right. even though it was very brief. Uh, Wayne Knight, Newman himself. Yep. Yep. Uh, Martin Ferrero. I don't know much about him other than this movie. He's the one who plays Gennaro, the the lawyer. I, I could tell you this: his character in the book is entirely different. I've heard that about a lot of the characters. Um, I think most of them hold on to their core. Uh, Gennaro is very different because Gennaro is actually um, Gennaro in the book. Or in the movie adds more like the character Ed Regis from the novel, which is actually in the movie, but you he doesn't do anything. You remember when they first pull up in the Jeep right before they see the Brachiosaurus, the guy driving um Grant and Ellie Sadler? Oh, okay. No, no, sorry, sorry, not him. It's, it's like the guy the with um, Malcolm. It's with Malcolm. Yeah. That's Ed Regis, but he has no significance in the film whatsoever. Yeah, and you don't know and, who it is. It's just a guy yeah, who's driving it, the Jeep. Exactly. And in the book. Gennaro is a heavier set middle-aged lawyer who is actually extremely protective of the kids, which is entirely different. Ed Regis is the coward that runs off. And yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll, when we get to that scene. Uh, and and I can't name all the cast without including B.D. Wong, who plays Doctor Henry Wu. Oh. Who I I, I I I'm gonna do a future spoiler because fuck. Why did they make him a? I can't stand that they made him a bad guy. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about it. I can't. I hate it. I, I, I hate I just, it. I thought. I feel like they could have made him such a, a a better character down the road, but he wasn't in this for very long. He was kind of just a, that one scene, um, which was always you know it's such a great back and forth between him and Malcolm. Um, if you can remind me, sometime around Jurassic Park three. In Jurassic World, there's actually some deep lore stuff regarding him that kind of explains a little bit more why he is the way he is, but we'll do that later. All right. That's if awesome. I remember. Uh, yeah. Back at it when you watch this one now. After but he's not really... Sig- he's not... To, like, I don't want him to be a bad guy, but then you watch this and you're like... Yeah, but yeah, he's not even really significant. Like, he has no. that scene in the beginning and that's it. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be too no, mad when he's not really a super established character. He was literally in that one scene, and then he shows up later. More, yeah, he's much more prominent in the novel. Mm. I really need to read them. I mean, I have them right there. So just get an audio. If not, just get an audio book, dude. Yeah. Audible. Uh, this this movie was two hours and eight minutes, and boy, I could have take I could have had more. Just give just pack on some more. Two and a half hours. Let's it go. Just, <laughs> breezes by i know breezes by 100 so um john williams 
composed the uh, score for this movie. One of the greatest oh, scores in cinematic history. Uh, I mean, just I mean, I literally always have the Jurassic Park theme song in my head because it's just so good. Uh, I like the the Lego games put the other song in my head. I don't know the name, but it's not the Jurassic Park one. It's right after they touch down the helicopter. Jurassic Park music stops. And they're like riding the jeeps. It's kind of like this oh, triumphant kind of like. No, 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 no. Oh. After that, no, not even. No, it's a completely different sc- song, like a totally different score. I'll have to put, pull it up. Like, oh, okay. it. You know, like when you hear, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's that song. Yeah. It's like when they're driving around a little bit and you hear it, and it's not not the Jurassic Park theme. It's after all of that plays. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm I'm just I'm just here. I'm here to listen. So yeah, so what I want you to do is I'm going to go over the plot. That's what we do in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we go over the plot, and then Dan is going to Dan and Ara are going to throw shit at me uh, when we get to certain spots. Um, Dan is going to do a lot of uh, references between the movie and the book since he read the book and is more knowledgeable about I the book. Remember. That's fine. It's been it a few to be everything <laughs> uh, because I've never read the book. I have read some of the book, but it was also when I was like nine years old, and I don't remember. I remember reading it going, what the hell is going on? And then I kind of lost interest in it. And I was like, I'm just going to oh, go watch the movie again. So the movie opens with the, the, I mean, just, it wasn't even the initial like theme. It's the, it's like that really uh, like, I love yeah, it yeah. as everything's popping up on screen. And then you get the Jurassic park uh, title card and we get, uh, a night scene outside of a paddock and we meet freezer rustling yep oh so so good we see a giant crate being moved into like uh they're going to be attaching it to the paddock and we meet robert maldoon we don't really know who yeah. he is at this point we, we just know that he works at this park we don't even know where we're at to be honest we just know that we're i mean we do know but we don't in movie we sense know- we know two things. One, he's probably a badass because he is. Yes. <laughs> and two, <laughs> and two, he has a spas twelve. But go ahead. Oh, that's fun. No, we know one more thing. He wears short shorts. And he yes, he hat. does. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. He's he's showing off them thighs. All right, they got some. He got some muscular thighs. All right, he's got to show he's, them puppies got... off. He's in the tropics. Okay, he's got to stay. It's hot. He's, he's got to stay cool. <laughs> also, the guards that are around him. That have M16s. I gotta point this out. I'm sorry. I'm a gun guy. These people don't know proper gun safety. I'm just gonna point this out right now because everybody's like locked onto their trigger, like ready to go. Nope. God, chill out, man. Yeah, because anyway, yeah, they're just extras who've never held a gun. <laughs> yeah, like just hold this. Hey, can you stand in the background? Just look like you're you're helping. Uh, <laughs> Muldoon tells Joffrey, one of the guards, uh, to open up the gate. He climbs up to the top and slowly opens up the gate and you hear well actually before that you hear noises coming from inside the crate you don't see much but like a silhouette of an eye and you hear the 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 amazing noises uh coming from the creature inside uh Muldoon tells Joffrey to go up and open the gate and as he's about to open it all the way the creature inside charges it hits it knocks the cage back knocking Joffrey off he falls down next to it and that's when we get the attack scene where the the creature. I'm going to call it a creature, even though we know what it is. OK, because at this moment yeah. in time, if you've seen it for, your, for the first time, you don't know what it is yet. You know, it's a dinosaur, yeah. of course, but you don't know what kind of dinosaur. Uh, and you get 
you know, Joffrey getting attacked. Muldoon's trying to hold him back. He gets dragged up like halfway up. This thing is strong as hell. That's all I got to say. And uh, they're, they're hitting, they're hitting it with tasers, with stun guns and all that, or whatever the hell, one of those things called cow, the cow prod, cattle prod, cattle prod. Yeah. Uh, And it just gets to the point where he starts get Joffrey starts getting taken back and it's shooter. Shoot! Yes. Uh, it's so good, dude. His hands like slipping yeah. out. Uh, and oh, you get you yeah. get the slow mo of his hand going away. Right. Uh, we so, then. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. This scene, I got. I got. Oh no, I do need to complain about something on this scene. I love this movie, and this is absolutely from a loving standpoint. If this park is so, and just even I'm assuming the production of this park is so reliant on automation, why the hell do they have a guy climb on top of it to open it? Yeah, I I don't know. Well, it's more well, for dramatic like, effect. I understand, like a little winch, like yeah. a pulley. Like, I got it. Guy standing in this. Anyway. Right. Uh, true. We then cut. Yeah, that's that's true. That's such an well, iconic it, one. As I got, oh, yeah, you remember, because I got to mention this, in Lego Jurassic Park. Yeah. After that scene, it's just the the the, the, the creature. No, it, the creature just wants to eat his hot dog. Yeah. He's yeah. like eating a hot dog while he's on top of the cage. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, Lego games. We then cut to uh, our next uh, main-ish character, uh, Gennaro. Uh He's a lawyer who works for InGen, uh, the company that John Hammond owns. So John Hammond is the owner of this park that no one really knows about uh and they talk they're talking about he's talking to a digger an archaeologist or a paleontologist is this, is this what this guy is or is he just a guy like a he's a, pretty sure he's a paleontologist as well yeah because he says he's like grants like me yeah he's, he's a, a digger. digger he's a digger he meets with the paleontologist and tells him that they need to investigate the incident that happened to Joffrey, the, the guard that was attacked. Uh, and we see our first piece of ember as they're talking about, you know, how they're pretty much just laying the ground or the ground, you know, layer here of uh, what the heck is going to going to happen. Gennaro's got to yep. investigate. So that means he's going to be joining on this journey at some point. And then we get the piece of ember. Uh, which has the it's a fossilized mosquito. Yep. Inside That's a tree correct. sap. Yes. And he talks about uh, so they're talking about how they're gonna they need to get people to go to the park. So they talk about uh, Grant. He talks about how Grant wouldn't be interested in doing that because he's a digger. Yeah. We then cut to the Badlands of Montana. Yes, I know the Badlands are in Montana, even though it didn't tell me. It just says the Badlands. Yep. Uh, and we meet Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler. They are looking at a raptor skeleton on a computer. Uh, and Grant doesn't like computers. No, no. Because this Not is going. All. Because this is going to. I mean, this is. What's the point of digging anymore if we could just get this? Uh, yeah. Right. It's got like cardboard around the monitor. I love it. He puts his hand on yeah, it. It disrupts so the signal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we then get this great scene where, because Grant is describing to everybody how ra- a velociraptor, so it's a velociraptor skeleton. He's describing how velociraptors are most closely related to birds than they are reptiles. And he's describing yep. all the different bones, like how like certain bones are a certain way and how their bones are hollow, like a bird. 
and all that stuff. And then this kid just out of nowhere is like, so what? So I'm supposed to be scared of an overgrown turkey? And that's I'd be scared of a big turkey personally. And that is when Grant <laughs> and that's when Grant pretty much uh, breaks it down on how ra- velociraptors hunt, eat and just scare the shit out of you uh, with his fossilized raptor claw. Uh, and there is a theory out there. I don't know if you've ever heard this theory that this boy becomes Owen Grady from Jurassic World. It's, I've it's, heard that theory. It's been shot down. Um, by uh, Colin Trevorrow, the director of Jurassic World. Um, but why not? Why not? This would have made right. him respect raptors. Then he becomes a raptor trainer down the road. Come on. I agree. But this is also the same Colin Trevorrow that said Jurassic World will have no feathers. And now the new Jurassic World movie, Dominion, the dinosaurs are going to have feathers. Just saying. Yeah. Well, we Not shall, all of them, we shall see. Uh, so we close. Yeah. So, yeah, he describes like he talking about the how they pretty much will eat you while you're still alive. Like they use their giant retractable claw to cut your insides, eat you while you're alive, scaring the shit out of this kid. And Ellie's just back there laughing because Grant's such a he's so good with children. <laughs> oh, he's wonderful, <laughs> isn't he, he? Yeah. And you kind of question, though, like so. It's early, but you're questioning, are these two in a relationship, Grant and Ellie? And I guess it kind of clarifies it as they're walking up the hill talking about wanting kids, about like him talking to her about like, you want one of those? It's like, I don't want that one. I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, fun, also, fun fact, the kid who plays that kid, I don't know if that kid even had a name. Uh, he was in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Dream Child. Was he? Yeah, which was like the fourth or fifth one. Uh, but he, oh, okay. yeah, he played like the, he, I think he played like an evil alternate version Freddy. It was weird. He's a, he's a, okay. he's, he's an interesting looking kid. Okay. I have, I have, I have trivia, trivia and something that's just wrong in this movie. First okay. off in the novel, Grant actually does love children. So entirely different between the two. Stinky. I know he did say they're stinky, and that is true. There are some kids just stink, dude. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I'm sorry, they do. But in the novels, he actually does like children. Uh, secondly, this is—I'm sure a lot of Jurassic Park fans know this or don't know this. Um, the the Velociraptor in the movie is not actually a Velociraptor. No. It's a Utah Raptor, no. isn't it? Uh, yes, even though a Utah Raptor technically would have been larger. It's more closely related to likely a Deinonychus. Yeah. um, Because they're about the same size. Mm -hmm. But Utah Raptor was more, or Velociraptor was more of a general term at the time he wrote the novel. Less specified, because a real Velociraptor, which is Velociraptor mongoliensis, is actually native to Mongolia, hence the name. And they're actually about the size of a large chicken or a turkey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they'd still tear you up, but I'm just one of those. I think it was used, I think when he wrote it, it was more of it was like what name sounds t- more terrifying like yep. velociraptor sounds scary like yep. oh, fuck that yep, yep. I mean, uh, it works you got you got to use what works for your film right. so i understand listen there's a lot of things like when they created these dinosaurs for this movie there's a lot of uh mm-hmm. in, like a lot of things that are wrong about the way the dinosaurs look and we're going to get to a yes. certain dinosaur later in the movie that is completely wrong Compared to the real 
dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But you got to think, like, so the the change, I think, for Grant, um, you know, in the beginning of this movie, he's not a fan of kids. And then, of course, later on, he, he you know, he's got to protect two kids. And he pretty much adopts them as his own throughout the, the movie. So I, I, I think yep. that was the reasoning. He, they had to give him yep. an arc. Um, yep. That's true. That makes sense. And, and I don't got a problem with it. I just just something I'm pointing out. No, no, no. That's fine. I just I just I'm seeing that as the reason behind Spielberg doing that. Michael Creighton oh. actually wrote the screenplay for the movie. He was paid an additional yeah. five hundred thousand dollars to write the script. He actually finished the script to the movie before uh, Spielberg was done filming Hook. So this script was was written almost three years before the movie. Well, technically, it was like two years before the production started, because I think production started in ninety two. And it was a long yeah, production. Right. Um, <laughs> we then get a helicopter uh, dropping, causing chaos at the dig site. Grant meets John Hammond as he rummages through his fridge. Uh, Hammond is the one who has funded their digs. So uh, at first, they're like, what the hell? Who are you? Uh, as he opens up a, a bottle of champagne they were saving for something. I guess a big dig, a big discovery. Yeah. Uh, but then they find out who he is and what he's done. So they have, so they kind of change their tune. He talks about how he purchased an Island off the coast of Costa Rica. And he's, it's like a, it's like a, a, a game reserve. Well, not a game reserve. It's a, a biological, biological preserve. preserve. And they're like, at first they're like, no, we can't, we got to dig, we, you know, we got a job. This is what we want to do. And he's like, well, how about I fund you for the next three years? You come okay this park. And they're like, Yeah, well, we can't say no. The guy's gonna give us literally let us live for three more years. Yeah, right. So they get so they get excited and they are gonna go to the park. We then cut to San Jose, Costa Rica, as we meet Dodson. We got Dodson here. Dodson here. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh he is meeting with a man named Is it Ned? Or what? What's his first name? Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Nedry, played by Newman himself, Wayne Knight. He's perfect for this role. They casted him perfectly. I think of Dennis Nedry and just how slimy he is. Yes. (laughs) I just think Wayne Knight. I'm sorry, Wayne Knight. I think you're fantastic. I mean, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I love Newman. Uh, and other movies he's been in, of course. But he's perfect as the slimy character, uh, where he calls the guy. Of course, we just we just quoted it, but he calls the guy over and he's like, "I don't. You shouldn't say my name out loud." And he's like, "Nobody cares, man. Nobody yeah, cares who right, you are." Right. Pretty much what this guy he, this guy works for an outside company, right? Who's trying to steal embryos uh, from the park. Biosyn. That's the company name? Yeah, Biosyn's the company. I don't know if they ever directly say it in the film, but that's what it is. Okay. Biosyn. Uh, so he hires uh, Dennis, who works for the park. Uh, he wants, he's going to pay him a lot of money to steal some embryos. Uh, and he's, in the cool way of stealing those embryos is with a modified Barbasol shaving cream can which yep. i'm now upset i have two jurassic world special edition barbasol cans that i've never I used and i didn't <laughs> yeah. put them out damn it yeah. right, right right the <laughs> uh, 
and it, it's it's one of the coolest things i wish they made this as a toy they, somebody does somebody makes a replica somewhere because i had so much jurassic park toys as a kid and i really wish my grandma bought me a bar a modified barbasol can so i could pretend to there be to steal the embryos and then get eaten by there a, you go. a dinosaur uh <laughs> The wrong dinosaur. The wrong dinosaur, exactly. <laughs> we then jump onto a helicopter and we get to meet all the rest of the wonderful wacky crew as we have John Hammond, we have Gennaro, the lawyer, Grant, Grant and Ellie, and the best character of this movie, <laughs> Ian, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Uh, and listen, I love... Ian Malcolm in this movie. Uh, so good. And Jeff, Jeff Goldblum is just a wonderful, wonderful human, and I want to meet him. I want to literally sit down, just have a talk about whatever. It doesn't oh, have to yeah. be about any of the movies he's been in. Just let's just talk. Yeah. <laughs> let's just what see. Talk that's just how cool he is. Right? <laughs> uh, he is a chaos. So he, what is he technically? Because he calls, calls himself a chaos. Kitian or something like that because he talks about Chaotician. chaos. It's it's an offshoot of mathematics, so like statistical probabilities and shit. Yeah. So he he pretty much is explaining, um, you know, chaos to the to everybody on the on the helicopter. We then get our first sound of the greatest one of the greatest theme musics theme songs ever as they approach the island, which is the island of Kauai. In Hawaii, where they filmed pretty much all of all of the Jurassic Parks and Jurassic Worlds, I, I, well, I think part part of Jurassic World was filmed in British Columbia. I'm pretty sure it was oh. when they were back at the mansion thing. But yeah, but I think for the most part, it's been Hawaii. A lot of the, island, of the Hawaiian islands, right? A lot of like the outdoor scenes were filmed in Hawaii. Yeah, and I think it was on Kauai, right? That's an island, right? Am I am I just making up words? It'd be a fruit. Okay. No, it's Kawhi. Kawhi. It Kawhi? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, they descend onto the platform. Grant's having a hard time buckling his seatbelt because clearly, what is going on here? Like, who created this this helicopter? <laughs> Somebody messed up in this thing. They can't figure out how to do it. So he just he uh, just ties two uh, two ends together yeah. and um, still wouldn't protect you. Still not very helpful <laughs> if something were to happen. No. I think he's just showing his little ingenuity on yeah. the spot. It's like, yeah. This is kind of how he is. They then hop into some really cool Jurassic Park Jeeps. So we, we figure out that it's called Jurassic Park because it says it on the side of the Jeeps, even though I wish they never showed the side of the Jeeps until he yes. says the line. Yes. So you know where you are. Gennaro explains his reasons for being there, and Hammond's just laughing him off. He's just like, we need to investigate this place, and if we don't like what we see, we're going to shut you down. He's like, by the end of this, you're going to be thanking me. Right. They stop suddenly as Ellie is ex uh, examining a prehistoric leaf that she's very confused how the hell it's growing there. Uh, we get a great reaction from Grant, which is one of the greatest reactions to anything ever. Uh, oh, yeah. where he sees scene. something in the distance and he's like takes his glasses off. He's like, he's in complete shock. He stands up in the Jeep and then he ends up grabbing Ellie's head to turn her so she could see it too. And uh, they both have an amazing reaction. And then we turn and see it's a giant Brachiosaurus 
So, so majestic. So majestic. So majestic. So we see our first. Hmm? Was it really there? Nope. Nope. They it react wasn't. well. They, they did. react well. Very well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we meet our. We see our first full dinosaur, um, yep. of the movie, and it's glorious. So so good as they're trying to compose themselves as they just like, how is this? How is this even happening right now? They talk about they were talking about certain things with the dinosaur and then that's when uh hammond talks about oh well we clocked the t-rex speed at a certain i don't remember exactly what he said 32 miles an hour and he's like you got a t-rex <laughs> it's like yeah we got a t-rex and so that's when he gets all wonky in the knees and he collapses and that's when we get the doctor is it is it dr uh sadler dr grant welcome to jurassic park you're like with the great yep go ahead with the great theme music behind and that's when we get the shot of grant looking in the distant and we see the herds of different species of dinosaurs i'm not going to name them all because i don't know them all uh coming out of kind of like a lake um and he's talking about oh they do move in herds it's so yeah so you do have brachiosaurus and there's actually the only shot of that movie of parasaurolophus the one that's got the long tube on his elvis got the pompadour Make a lost world reference. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the one that's got the long tube out its head, yes. at the back of its head. Yeah, yep. Parasaur Love. It's the only shot in this movie you ever see them. They're never mentioned again. Nothing. Not well, don't worry. Lost world. Don't worry. There's another dinosaur in this movie that we see once and then never see again, unless it's a hologram or a stuffed in a museum. Stupid. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> we got Malcolm's great reaction to everything. It's like you bastards did it. Sons of bitch, yep. son of a bitch, did it. <laughs> uh, and, good, and, and and Gennaro, and all Gennaro sees is dollar bills. He's like, we're gonna get oh, rich absolutely. off this place. Oh, uh, <laughs> they all go to the welcome center, uh, and pretty much they're questioning, like, what does this mean for uh, paleontology? Um, is it are we well, we're out of a job? And that's when Malcolm gets the great response of, oh, no, extinct. Don't yep. you mean extinct? Yep. Such a great such a great line. Uh well, they go on a ride they go on this like weird ride that's gonna take them around um everything that's going on in this building. So they're gonna see the lab, they're gonna see all this thing, and it's run by it starts up with this really cool video where we meet one of the coolest characters I think ever created in cinematic history. Uh and um, you know, the moniker for our wonderful hosts here on this show. But the wonderful is it is it Mr. DNA or Dr. DNA? Mr. Mr. Oh, yeah. DNA. Ah, his voice. Unfortunately, <laughs> the actor who played him passed away shortly after. Yeah. So they weren't oh, able to yeah. get him back for Jurassic World. Uh, but I love that he's still that you know, they got a guy who sounds pretty close to him for Jurassic World and for the, the video game. You know who did him, right? Uh you know, I don't I know, know the actor's name. What's it? What's it? It's, it's Colin Trevorrow. He does the voice of Mr. DNA. Oh, in Jurassic World. I think you were talking about in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, the new one. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I have no idea who does. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I couldn't begin to tell you. So we get the whole breakdown of how Jurassic Park pretty much did all this. How they got? Yeah. How they brought dinosaurs back to life? And the dinosaurs. Yes, and the way that Do- Mr. DNA says dinosaur is the greatest (laughs) 
And the funniest <laughs> thing, the greatest thing is, so this channel that I watch, and I've probably talked to you about it, it's called Dead Meat. Uh, yes. And he did a kill count for all the Jurassic Park movies. And yep. he's a huge Jurassic Park fan himself. So anytime he says dinosaur in his show, even if it doesn't have to do with Jurassic Park or anything related to it, if there's a dinosaur, he's talking, that's how he says it in every video. Yeah. Dinosaur. Good. Which Good. I, and that makes me love his channel even more. Oh, yeah. It's Check great. it out. I like that. Dead channel. Meat. Check it out. I'm shouting him out right now because it's a great channel. Um, and watch the Jurassic Park kill count. Oh, there you go. We'll, li- we'll link uh, the channel in the description. Uh... So yeah, they go on this ride and they're getting explained to them about the creation, how they created dinosaurs. They took the DNA from a fossilized tree sap mm-hmm. called amber. And they took the DNA, which this can couldn't happen in real life, but it's a movie. It's fine. Uh, they extract the blood that from the mosquitoes, the fossilized mosquitoes, which then they mix with frog DNA uh, and that's how it all happens. And then they inject them into ostrich eggs to then create dinosaurs. Boom. Dino DNA. Yep. Carry on. And then we get, uh, we go past the lab where we see the different things happening. And they're like, well, what if we want to, what happens with this and what happens with that? And then they somehow just say, fuck it. We're getting out of here. They just yeah, right. break the ride. I would have been so much more pissed if I was Hammond in that situation, yeah. like what the hell and Spend how are the money they, on this? And how are these so cheap? How do these, how did you pop those up so easily? It's one of those scenes where I'm like, that's kind of shitty. He invites you to come here and you break his shit, right? <laughs> God. Uh, we hear the voice of the amazing Sam Jackson over the intercom calling uh, for people to go to the boat. There's a, a boat going off the island at a certain time, um, and you can't miss his voice. You know, Sam Jackson is one oh. of the most iconic voices ever. Uh, and then we meet Dr. Henry Wu, who is like the lead scientist here. Um, he is pretty much the one who helped make all this happen. Yep. And he explains uh, explains certain things to everybody in the room. Um, and Malcolm is the one who comes out with like how did like like can they breed in the wild and he's like no because they're all female we pretty much engineered them that way we pretty much you know males have that extra chromosome we just take that chromosome away and and that's when malcolm goes into his thing is like well that's you know life finds a way you know even you know you put you, you have a bunch of females at some point, you know, something's going to, something might happen, which would cause them to breed, which we will see uh, that happen later on. But pretty much Malcolm is like, yeah, this seems like a bad idea. When we get to that scene, I'm going to talk about my favorite scene that's in the novel that is not in the movie. But I know you're, yeah. Uh, He's at, got a point. Yeah, he does. And to be honest, when you rewatch this as an adult, because um, you don't really pick it up as uh, as a kid, is just the mannerisms. Anytime anyone like speaks truths, uh, Hammond just always like just, oh yeah, oh yeah, is that is that right? Okay, no one cares. Yeah, right. It, it, it just exactly. it, it sh- when you watch this movie as an adult, you f- you see more of how evil Hammond is. Hammond's a yep. bad bad person yeah 
and we'll see. He's just good at hiding it. Yeah. As they're talking about all this craziness, uh, one of the eggs starts to hatch, and Hammond's the first one there. He helps the the little dino break out of his egg, and then he hands it off to Grant, and Grant asks, what species is this? And that's when Wu says, Velociraptor. It's like, you bred raptors? Yep. And you get this, like, you get this face where it's, Grant is excited, but I think he's also terrified for the fact yes, that they are breeding yes. something so dangerous. Yep. Uh, and that's when we get uh, to meet. That's when we run into our boy, Robert Muldoon, once again. Yes. Man, he is so cool. I wish he was my dad. Uh, I want them shorty shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and he is a very honest person. He is not somebody who sugarcoats anything. He pretty much is like, yeah, if these things are bad news. They should, we should, they shouldn't be here. They should have just killed them all. And yep. yeah, this is crazy. And, and Ham is back there like, ah, stop it. He's a, t- <laughs> yeah, he's a tad dramatic. Yeah. Uh, he talks about how they bred eight at first, but there was a, a alpha female, I guess that's how you would determine it. Uh, and she pretty much killed all of them, but two. So she, this is the thing though, as we go through is like, you never, do you ever figure out which one is the alpha female? When you see all the encounters they have with the Raptors later in the movie? I don't know. There's some scenes where I'm like, I think that's the one. I think it's when she, the one that first goes into the door. The one that always seems like it's in charge. Like you can kind of like tell by their demeanor a little bit, yeah. but it's one of the two that's in the kitchen. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I don't think they ever like, that's the one. Right. But, you know. Uh, so yeah, he, he pretty much was talking about how, like how smart they are, how like they used to feed them a certain way, but they would attack the fences and, but they wouldn't attack the same spot of the fence because yeah, they knew burning. yeah and so they start now have to start feeding them from a a crane they literally have to crane yep. food over the enclosure and drop it in and it's so good because it's kind of it kind of has that jaws feel to it where they drop the cow into the enclosure you don't see them you just hear them and it's great because yep. you can hear them running even though you can guarantee there's nothing in there <laughs> yeah and they're loud as hell oh man. yeah the calls the and it's funny if you want to know some of the the noises they used to yeah. create all the dinosaur noises uh fantastic uh the barking of the raptor is actually two to- uh tortoises going at it did you know that right it's good yeah it should be it's intense <laughs> we need intense sex noises yes <laughs> but it's one of my favorite noises i love the bark call the the it's like the the alarm it it calls all the raptors and you'll see it more prominent in uh future jurassic park movies um of them calling to each other and them working more as a team where this was kind of the beginning i will say this though and this may be just i've got the blu-rays obviously i'm sure you do as well correct oh 100 yeah so i told angel when they do when dominion comes out on 4k i'm just buying all of them again on 4k because you know they're going to do a set anyway <laughs> um the i think the I think the it may be just the transfers we have. I'm not sure. But I think out of all, like especially the first three films, for sure, this has the best sound design. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Good. I agree. Like everything. The dy- like all the roars and like even just like like 
um, like equalizer wise, like all of them just sound really intense and loud and like how trend it's like a trans it just really shows how powerful they are as creatures through the audio design. Okay. Oh, I definitely agree. Okay. Bye. 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 It should be right back. Okay. We'll continue. Uh, everybody goes back to the visitor center because it's time to eat. They get their food and no one's eating. Uh, and but they're pretty much all ganging up on Hammond. Uh, pretty yep. much going around telling, talking about. Well, actually, Malcolm starts the whole thing by pretty much just telling Hammond like you're a madman. Like you guys, you guys pretty much you saw what other people did and you took it and you pretty much made it like you you discovered it. Yeah, like you didn't you like you said what you have the power you have now didn't require discipline. Yeah. You're literally like a kid who found his dad's gun. Yep. You're just using it. <laughs> and so Hammond goes around the table asking everybody else what they think and they pretty much all are on Malcolm's side in a different yep. way. Grant's more Grant and uh Sadler are a lot nicer about it, but they are yes. She's like you have plants in your lobby that are poisonous but you got them because they look nice. Yeah, exactly. And and then I love it because Gennaro, Gennaro was the first one to talk, actually. He was the one who was talking about how, you know, how much they're going to charge. He's like, I don't want this to be a place for just the super rich. I want everyone to be able to come here. And then everyone's against him. And then he's like, I bring you all here to, you know, praise me pretty much. And the only one on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> It's time to meet the grandkids, Lex and Tim. Uh, Hammond is, of course, their grandfather. Uh, and I guess their parents are like, screw it. Go to this, uh, go to this island full of uh, dinosaurs uh, to hang out with your grandfather in this park that's not technically open yet. <laughs> Sounds like a great right? idea. Um, He's rich. They'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Tim is a huge dinosaur nerd, and Lex is a hacker. I'm a hacker. You're going to hear that. Did I sound like her there? That was pretty close. Yeah, I'm a hacker. Nerd, I'm a hacker. Uh, funny trivia. In the book, their ages are swapped. Oh, yeah, I did read that. Yeah, Tim is Tim much is older. It, but I want to say now, don't hold me to this. I, I cannot remember this for the life of me. I think it's still Tim. And this is a, a feature that ends up in one of the other Jurassic Park movies. Um, Who's the younger kid in Jurassic World? Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but the younger kid, the, the older brother. Yeah, yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. But I can't remember one of the kids is, is like that in the book where it's, I don't know if it's kind of like an autistic thing or whatever. I'm not sure, but he's really good with numbers. I think he's like, he's got like Asperger's or something. I yeah, so never the, so the, say it in the movie. They never say he yeah. has that, but I feel like they made him out like he does. Yeah, but like, and specifically in the novel, like I remember he's really good with numbers. Like he's just suspiciously good with numbers. Yeah. And it may have been Lex too. I can't remember how it was, but that was just something I always remember from Jurassic World because that one kid was like always asked like how much stuff was or how many weigh, how much it weighed or how many there were. Like, right. and they kind of anyway. It's from the novel. But anyway, carry on. They are going to be going on a tour of the park, uh, so they get to ride in these really cool Ford Explorers that are modified to ride on these like tracks, which yep. I thought was They're pretty electric. cool. They're electric. Yeah. And they ride themselves. Uh, Grant has an awkward interaction with the kids. Cause of course we already know he's not a kid guy, kid guy. So 
he has these really weird interactions with the kids. Tim, of course, is a huge dino nerd, so he is yep. talking to he's just questioning things with Grant. Um, and then he mentions about a book by Backer. Now, Backer actually is a is in the Lost World, which we'll talk about uh, next time. It was based on a real paleontologist. He is a real paleontologist. That backer yeah, is not, real. He's not. He wasn't made up for the. For well, the his his real name's Bacher. Oh, is it? Backer's what they call him. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I just figured it was like a mis. He just he was mispronouncing his name. No, no, they because they mentioned his name in the second one. No, it's Bacher. And like I loved him as a kid, like because he was in all the little dinosaur documentaries. I always remember him. And then the um, I can't remember who they used for their um, the dinosaur consultant. He's been in, like all the Jurassic Park movies. I can't. Is it Jack? Jack Horner, I think. Jack, like yeah, Jack Horner. He was the one who yeah. first came out and pretty much was like, none of these dinosaurs look right. They don't look yeah. anything like they're like what they yeah. really looked like. And it's like, oh, relax, guy. It's a freaking movie. <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyhow, yeah, good. Uh, we get a storm. A storm is coming to the island. We get a nice. We're getting a hurricane, and we then meet uh, Arnold in the flesh, played by Samuel L. Jackson, and we get our first. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Yep. Forgot that he says it more than once in this movie. I always thought yep. it was from the scene later on, but he says it here and I was like, oh, okay. He says it twice. Cool. <laughs> um, we, it, the storm's getting really bad. So, but they're still going to go on the tour. The tour is off and they approach the massive Jurassic park gate, which is some, it's great. And I love that. I think one of the few things that I love about Jurassic world is the fact that like they kept the gate. They just yeah. redesigned it, of course. But this is a real gate. This wasn't CG. This was legit. They built this yeah. massive gate um, for them to enter. And that's when we get uh, Malcolm's awesome line of, what do you got in there, King Kong? Exactly. Which, of course, the gate design was inspired by the gate from the original King Kong that he comes out of. Fun, funny thing. I watched, right? Jurassic, I watched Jurassic Park again on Sunday. And I. you want to know what I watched later on that day? King Kong. The 2005 King Kong. There you go. So it fit. It was perfect. Great movie, by the movie way. For, I, I haven't seen it in forever. Not since we watched it in theaters. It makes you tear up. I teared up at the end of King Kong because it's so sad. Dude, like, I really like it, but like, if somebody's like, would you watch 33 or 2005 and I'll watch 33? They're both great. Just, They're both great. I, I think they 2005 are. is a fantastic remake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it definitely hits all the points. Doesn't screw anything up. I think it's great. I can't wait till we do a show where we just talk about uh, originals and remakes and we can just grade them. That's a future show. Please. Oh, yes. I got plenty I could suggest. <laughs> they pull up to the Dilophosaurus enclosure and it's nowhere to be found. <clears throat> also, all the info on the Dilophosaurus is wrong. Every bit of <laughs> Every it. Every piece. Uh, the security is super wonky in this park. Uh, Dennis Nedry is the man behind it all. The gang pulls up to the uh, T-Rex enclosure and nothing but a goat is used to entice the T-Rex. But he, but he's a hunter. He wants to hunt. As Graham would say. Yep. Uh, this door is a bust. Malcolm asks if dinosaurs will be on, on this tour and that's when we get the last. I hate that man. I really hate yes. that man. <laughs> yes. Malcolm helps to explain chaos to Ellie, pretty much his way of flirting with her. Uh, Grant sees something lying out in the field and jumps out of the car to see, and Ellie follows. Yeah, we get the the, the water droplet 
stupid thing. God. <laughs> no one could have predicted that Dr. Sadler yeah, yes. and Dr. Grant would jump out of the sheep. Now that, that is chaos. Yes. You get the great scene of them both jumping out and just Malcolm sitting there just talking to himself. That's <laughs> so good. Which I assume is what he always does because that's just how his character just yes. seems. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, Nedry is scouting the area to complete his master plan. He's got a bunch of cameras. He's got a camera on the dock. He's got a camera on the where the embryos are stored. He's got a picture of a donut on his computer. Keep yeah. Going. What's the what's the guy that what's the guy in the picture? It's a oh. scientist, isn't it? The guy isn't it? The guy who was part of the Manhattan Project. I think so. I think like you're right. Yeah. Ottenheimer or something like that. Yeah, I know. He was the guy who uh, he was the guy who helped create the the. Was it op? Was it Oppenheimer? Op- Oppenheimer. That's who it was. Okay. Is the Keep guy going. who helped create the atom bomb. Uh, everybody gets out of the vehicles to see what's in the field. They discover it's a sick triceratops. <gasps> I love triceratops. Ellie needs to check the poo. And Malcolm comments about the big pile of shit. Now that's a big pile of shit. Yep. You're going to wash your hands before you eat, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, it, Grant, Grant is in heaven because triceratops was his favorite dinosaur as a kid. Um, yep. You get the amazing uh, animatronics by Stan Winston. This thing looks spectacular. The details, so real, the eyes, the tongue, the way they got the tongue to be all like slimy and infected because the dinosaur <laughs> yep. is sick and trying to figure out. I love that whole thing. Also, the doctor here or the guy, the park doctor uh, who's there, his name is Dr. Harding. Now, yep. in Dra- the Lost Worlds, uh, Julianne Moore's character's name Harding. Mm-hmm. Are they related? That's a good question. They never stated it in the movies, but I don't. I don't know if there was something. I mean, we'll talk about Lost World next time. But uh, but yeah, I just found that I always questioned that. I was like, are they related? Was this? Could that be? Well, I'm. I know he's in the novel. I'm pretty sure Harding yes. is in the novel. Yes. And that scene is, of course, like expanded upon greatly. But mm-hmm. I don't remember any of it. Could it be how her? That. Possibly, I don't know. I don't remember. Just, just saying. Could be. We also get the uh, the shot of Grant riding the stomach of the Triceratops as it's breathing, which is always great. The storm is getting really crazy, so they need to evacuate. Ellie stays with Doctor Harding as the rest of the crew moves along. Nedry executes his plan awkwardly as he's talking to Arnold and Hammond. Like, if I was either of them, I would have been like, this motherfucker's doing something stupid. Like, he's yeah, he's like, up to he's up to something. He is... What is he talking about? Like... Y'all need anything from the soda machines? It's yeah. rants. <laughs> yeah, it's... he just goes off. Security systems go down uh, for him to grab the embryos. So we then find out officially that Grant and uh, Ellie are a couple, as Malcolm yeah. asks about it, and Grant immediately is like, yes. Uh, yes. We find out that Malcolm has had many wives, and he has two children which you'll meet one of them later. Yep. Everything is shutting down as Nedry makes his way to the dock uh, because he pretty much activated, he pretty much shut everything down. Like this, this dude does not give an F about anything. Shuts the entire park down. Almost. Because the raptor, the raptor. Right. Except for the raptor fences, because he's not crazy enough to turn off the raptor fences. Yeah. Because he actually needed to travel through some of the other spots. Yeah. 
Arnold tries to get the park back up and Nedry's system say, you didn't say the magic word. Uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Please. God dang, I hate this hacker crap. (laughs) He's like, how does anybody work on this station? He's like, it's like trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. The vehicles lose power in front of the Rex enclosure as Tim finds the, the night vision goggles. Those look expensive. They're expensive. Put them away. <laughs> did you did you notice? Did you notice when the the explorer stops? Grant thinks he did it. He's like, "Uh oh, what did I touch?" Yeah, I didn't touch anything. <laughs> He's like, I think we just because it was something. Yeah, because it was totally something he'd do. But go ahead. Uh, Tim feels something as he looks at the cup of water, and it's rippling. We get the really cool ripple effect. Uh, the behind the scenes of the shot was a rubber band or a guitar string underneath the dashboard. That's what caused the rippling um, oh, in the I cup. Didn't know that. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was the one who actually plucked it to cause the effect. Gotta get famous for something. Right. <laughs> Tim Tim notices by Ben. Yeah. Tim is looking through the night vision goggles and notices that the goat is gone. Where did it go? It's just the chain Where's is the Yeah. Where's the goat? And that's when we get the half the half bitten carcass of the goat flops onto the roof of the car. And that's when we get the oh, that's when we get the head of the T-Rex rising in the rain, swallowing the rest of the goat. And that's when we get the, the wires or or the cables on the enclosure start to snap and they get the really cool effects, which I also think were guitar strings that were broken. Like somebody attached them to something and they just cut the guitar strings. That was the sound. Oh yeah. When the, the cables are being broken. Yep. And that's when we get the best, one of the best shots of of this movie is the T-Rex ripping its way out of the enclosure, stepping out. It's raining, it's dark. It looks so good. And then he roars. Well, actually it's a female, yep. so she roars. Uh and it's one of the greatest animal noises ever. Oh, yeah. So good. And for some reason the when she comes so spoiler alert, uh this T-Rex is also in Jurassic World. She is the T-Rex in that park and they can't get her roar down in that movie and it made me so upset they had this played with it too much i love it though it's so good it is it's nostalgic man i get chills every time she oh it's so good so good that's one of my favorite like audio moments in the first movie is her first roar because they're like we got to nail this one and they just get it it's so good so well actually to, we got to back up a little bit before she officially breaks out of the enclosure when the goat or w- when the head when she eats the rest of the goat Gennaro's like I'm out and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. leaves them and that's Bitch. when Alexis is like he left us he left us, he yeah. left us. and Gennaro <laughs> runs yeah, Gennaro runs into the bathroom um, and then she escapes she roars she starts walking away and that's when we get Grant going don't move she, she sense or they sense uh movement. movement yeah her vision is based on movement which uh they, they yeah it's it was made up it's not true what kind of fucking what is there any animal out there that is all based on vision like are there move like their vision is there based on movement is. like what there, i'm sure there is but the, the how they tried to explain it okay so i've heard two theories i've heard a theory for this and how they tried to explain it in the lost world novel the first theory was she obviously could see they were wrong. Obviously, we know T-Rex is a really good binocular eyesight. You know, they could see that she was literally effing with them at the Jeep. That is a fan theory or the Jeep Explorer. 
the other one is actually in the second book is they explain that it's the reason the T-Rex had bad eyesight was it was the frog, the toad DNA, the frog DNA they used oh, and okay. changed its eyesight, giving it a more vision, the eyesight more based on vision so, or movement. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the that only, was, that's what I've heard. The only issue with that theory is that Grant talks about it earlier before yeah. he even gets to the park. So I don't kind of throws that out the window. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So she marches away, and uh, for some reason, Lex decides to take out a flashlight. Like, are you an idiot? She takes out this giant light, starts shining it. The kid and Grant's telling her to to pretty much like turn it off, turn it off. And for some reason, they don't know how to turn it off. There's not a (laughs) switch. And that's when we get the great. Just flip it over. And that is when we get the great close-ups of the T Rex head. Scoping the the truck, and it's so good. I love the noises she makes. It's like the humming, like she's. Yes. It's like the the short like, you know, gurgling sound that she makes. It's not the full mm-hmm. roar. Uh, in uh, the behind the scenes, though, these shots were awful to make because of the fact that they, they wanted to shoot this in the rain with an animatronic. Uh, also, yeah. this animatronic weighed a lot. Uh, before it was raining, it weighed a lot. But unfortunately, the uh, latex material they used for the skin absorbed the water from yep. when it rained, causing it to become a lot more heavier, and it would cause it to spaz out. And there's actually great behind-the-scenes videos of the T-Rex literally like like its head is shaking, like it's having a seizure. Yeah, or like it's cold from like <laughs> yeah, the rain. It's, just, it's shivering. Yeah, it's cool. They actually it's had cool. to have cr- like a, a lot of crew people. Like literally, they would have to climb on top of it and like pat it down. Like they'd take towels and they had to like try to get as much of the water out yep. of the T Rex. It's it's so great to to watch behind the scenes of of stuff like this because I love this scene. Like the fact of like getting the eyes to dilate when she shines the light in its eye and, yes. it's, and its eye dilate. Oh, it's so good. Such great detail. Steven Spielberg should know by now not to do water and animatronics. No, the Jaws like, shit. You didn't learn like, the on. first time, did you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we get the the really cl- we get the look because of course her the her vision is based on movement. So she doesn't really pay attention to them until Timmy closes the door, which yeah. then her the great like just the jerk motion of her looking into the into the vehicle so good. Um. Then they're then they both climb into the back seat and try to figure out how to shut off a flashlight because it's not a switch on the flashlight to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And as they're yeah. trying to do that, she comes from the roof and brings down the glass. Now, in reality, these kids would have been dead instantaneously because that is a massive dinosaur with a very large head. And if its head comes through that wit comes through that skylight, uh, they're they're crushed. They are dead. Yeah. Before That's Grant true. can even rescue any of them. So I guess, you know, whatever. And we can trust me where there's a lot more to nitpick from some scenes coming up. Uh, So, yeah, she's attacking the car. Grant uh, looks through the crate they have in the back of their car. He finds a flare. So he's going to distract the Rex away. But Malcolm decides to be the hero, too, and grabs a flare himself. Uh, Grant uh, does a really good way of I love it. It's like it's literally like you're playing fetch with your dog. He literally is like, follow the stick. Follow the stick, and then he throws it. The T Rex starts to run towards it, but then Malcolm comes out and screams and waves. He's like a psychopath, and then the Rex chases uh, him, uh, Malcolm, even though he throws his flare, and she knocks him into the bathroom. 
yep. that Gennaro is hiding in. And this is when we get our, uh, what was this? What would this be? Our second death of the film? Yes. As yes. Gennaro is sitting on the toilet, the Rex is like, ooh, what's this? A new toy? And yep. just, oh, no, 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 no. and eats Gennaro. She has some Italian. Still don't know why he's wearing a dress shirt, tie, and shorts. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's such, a, such a great outfit. I'm gonna be Gennaro for Halloween. You know, I'm just I got I already have his outfit in my in my closet. It's fine. <laughs> it's the style. It was the style at the time. So good. So good. We uh we then the T-Rex then goes back to the, the first car, right? Or did she flip it and start chewing on it beforehand before he, before Grant takes the flares? Yes, it was flipped. It was flipped and getting squished yeah. prior. That's when the right. flares Okay, So, out. yeah, so she flips the truck with Tim and, and Lex in it. She's chewing on the freaking tire like a chew toy, which is great because that's a practice. That was all practical. That scene of her with chewing on the tire and then has a yep. piece of the rubber sticking out of her mouth. So good. Uh, he starts crushing the car. That's when Grant does his thing. Malcolm does his thing. Gennaro gets eaten. And we then go back to as the as the Rex is distracted, Grant goes to the car, pulls Lex out as he's trying to get Tim out. She sees that the Rex is right there. Uh, she screams and her scream is oh, so insane. Good. And it's great because it. it's a special power in the uh, Lego Jurassic World games. It's, yep. Yep. You, you want to break is. glass? Yep. You gotta be Lex, or a, yep. pretty much they just make all the females have that scream ability. Yeah. Sexism. Yep. <laughs> we so she screams, reacts. Grant turns around, covers her mouth, but then we get the great shot of them, re, like the Rex is right there, just staring at them. Um, and of course we get again. Oh, don't move. Her vision's based on movement, so they stand very still. The Rex, uh, kind of scopes past them. Pretty much not seeing them because they're not moving. <laughs> but she knows that Tim is still in the car because she can hear him in there. So she starts to pull or push, spin the truck around, and then she pushes it up against the wall of the uh, enclosure. And this is where um, you have to expand your disbelief of what this enclosure was yeah. because moments before, this Rex is level with where the trucks are in her paddock, and she easily mm -hmm. walks out of the paddock. Uh, but now there is a very, very tall cliff on the other side of this wall. Where did this cliff come from? Steven Spielberg, please explain to me where this cliff came from. I understand you needed it for dramatic, for this dramatic experience and for the scene, but it doesn't make any sense. Magic. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense for, for a design. Like, why would you build this cliff in this enclosure? Like, who's going to see it? No one's going to see the Rex. Exactly. Why would you... Very confusing. Why would you put the feeder near it? Exactly. I mean, depending on how far... Because it didn't clearly push the car that far from where it was. Why would the feeder be next? To, it doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't make I any agree. sense at all. That's the biggest... One of the biggest issues with this film is that. But... It's a technicality. Yeah. So they are hanging off by one of the cables. Uh, they're hanging over the cliff as the Rex pushes the car off of the cliff and it falls into a tree. The Rex roars once again, and then she just goes away. Uh, Lex and Grant go down to the bottom of the cliff, and Grant's got to save uh, Tim. So we then get 
Ellie and Muldoon, uh, they are pretty much asked if they could go pretty much do a rescue mission to go save everybody. Pretty much uh, Hammond asks to go save his, his grandkids. Yeah, he's like, could you go get my grandkids, please? And Ellie sure. and Ellie goes with him. Um, yep. Arnold is trying to fix everything. Nedry crashes. Uh, he's trying to get to the dock because, it's, of course, there's a hurricane hitting. And you're trying yep. to get to the dock. Oh, fun fact before we move on. Uh, all of the scenes of the, like, any scenes that show, like, the hurricane hitting, um, like, the, you get the extreme weather shots, yeah. like, on the jetties yeah, yeah, and stuff. Uh, it was actually yeah. filmed by crew members of the film. Uh, Steven Spielberg actually sent them out there to get real shots because a hurricane actually hit Hawaii when, while they were filming. Yep. So all of those shots are actually not, they're actually were filmed by crew members of, of the film. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll point this out before we get too far from the scene. And in, in the scene where Gennaro dies for the T-Rex in the movie is since his character is actually two characters, essentially, or a character by a different name um, in the novel, when they get attacked by the T-Rex or about to get attacked by the T-Rex, Ed, Ed Regis is with the kids in the van uh, and is in their car. He runs off into the night when the T-Rex starts breaking out, right? Not into the bathroom. And uh, the, the actual Gennaro in the novel stays with the kids and protects the kids and he lives. But Ed Regis runs off into the, and he actually gets killed by a, se- a second T-Rex because there's two T-Rexes in the first novel. There's uh-huh. the adult and there's a juvenile one. And he gets a, a he further down the road after all the stuff, you know, they all break out. He gets accosted by the ju- juvenile T Rex, who just kind of screws around with him and then eats him. So, so, so okay. So, so the characters essentially Ed Regis is essentially the same as Gennaro. Ed Regis from the novel, same as Gennaro, this different name. So something they both kind cowards, of, right? So something they kind of threw into, um, the next film. Yes, correct. There's some other stuff that I missed. We'll talk about at the end, but that's not the big deal. So yeah, so uh, Nedry's having a hard time getting to the dock. He accidentally crashes into one of the directional posts, um, and you get to see where he's trying to figure out which direction it is. Then he just spins it. <laughs> uh, he drive. He then um, it continues to drive, and then he crashes his jeep into one of the enclosures. Or at least he doesn't know that at the time. He just thinks he crashed uh, on like a waterfall. It was like a little little runoff there. Uh, yeah, so, and he sees the other road below him. He's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I'll just wench myself. I'll just wench against this tree and get myself out of here. So as he's wrapping the winch around uh, the tree, he hears a noise, which, to be honest, I like the noise of the, the Dilophosaurus, which is oh, the dinosaur so we see. Um, it It's definitely a bird. It definitely sounds like a bird. Yeah. Too bad we never, ever fucking hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Nedry uh, comes face to face with uh, the Jurassic Park version of the Dilophosaurus, um, which is one of the most egregious fucking things they've ever done to a dinosaur in a movie like this. So Dilophosaurus were estimated to be at least 20 feet long. These are very large dinosaurs. Uh, and no, they did not have a fucking frill that f- came out when it, it, they didn't shoot out poison. It was they oh. took a bunch of different animals um, characteristics. They created a dinosaur. They wanted this dinosaur to be scary because I feel like I mean, to be honest, 
I feel like you put a real Dilophosaurus in this movie with how big they were, it's still terrifying. But the fact that they added... What now? That's the part that scared Victor. That's the part that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. This was the part, like, T-Rex and this, and that's why they're my favorite dinosaur. So so Nedry's trying to get out of there. He tries to play fetch with it. He calls it stupid. This is why you're extinct. (laughs) Yeah. Then he starts run you over when I come down from this cliff. Yeah. Then he starts uh, he starts climbing up the water the little waterfall there to get back up to his jeep, and he hears it again. He turns around, and that's when it 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 opens up. It's 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 called a frill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it hisses. It's got like a rattlesnake sound, and then yes, it shoots, yeah. and then it shoots poison, or it shoots like this toxic stuff it's like sludge yeah. yeah it's kind of like a sludge um i like the i like the sound they make not the rattlesnake but the actual like gravelly like yelling hiss sound they yeah. make right before they spit is really yeah. cool I like that where it's like the it's the rattlesnake rattle with the that high-pitched squeak or the high-pitched yes. like scream and then yep. it shoots yep. it off and that's it like he tries to take it off and then he climbs back into his car oh well because he shoots him in the eyes too yeah, he gets hit in the chest. He starts climbing back up, and he hear, turns around because he hears it behind him, and it spits him in the face. Yeah, he uh, he, he knock himself out. yeah he can't see anything. He tries to get into the jeep. He sm- almost yeah almost knocks himself out. Falls to the ground. The uh, the Barbasol can falls out of his pocket, and uh, we all know how this all ends. This is kind of a a, a, a a it's one of those things that they put in there to pretty much indicate Nedry's gonna die. Yeah, and absolutely. what happens is he gets in the car and he turns and that thing is sitting there. He's got a seatbelt on. He's like, I'm coming too. let's go. Yeah, that's right. Let's and go to the dock. And we get Nedry's awesome screams, too, as he's getting attacked by it. And yeah. you could see the shadow of the dinosaur actually attacking him, which I thought we saw it yep. was great. It's not just like you having to imagine you can you don't see the dinosaur in detail, but you see the shadow of the dinosaur attacking and you get Nedry screaming. Um, and that's um, it for him. Well, see, there's, there's a couple lines in this scene. This is my biggest problem because I grew up loving the Dilophosaurus. It was the first Jurassic Park. Tar- it was one of the first Jurassic Park toys I bought. It was that and the electric Velociraptor. Yep. with his legs and yells. Anyway, um, but my issue was, um, is, of course, like you said, the size is all wrong. They're about 20 to 21 feet long, and they're about 7 to 7.5 feet at the hip. So they're actually larger than Velociraptors, of course. They were the apex predator of the early Jurassic of North America. Very cool dinosaurs. Um, but the reason I heard they didn't want to use that correct size in the film is because they thought it might confuse audiences from the Velociraptors, which, again, I don't understand how you do, but apparently that's what they thought, or what I've heard they thought. And um, there's a line Nedry says in the movie, of course, this is after this is glasses and he sees it and he's like, oh, I thought you were one of your bigger brothers. Clearly, he doesn't know anything about the dinosaurs in the park. I think he just thinks they're like a large like Velociraptor or like a T-Rex. I don't think he implies that some people think that, oh, it's not a full grown Dilophosaurus, but I think he's implying another dinosaur because he doesn't know. Right. So. And that dinosaur wouldn't have been his Jeep. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> There's more than one. I- I, I've heard theories that this. Oh no, the, the big one. I meant the little ones. I, I've heard theories that this one wasn't actually an adult. See, that's what people have said based on what he says. Like, oh, at least you're not one of your, you know, bigger brothers or whatever. I'm yeah. Like, I don't think he knows. I think he's just referring to a larger dinosaur. Yeah, because every every other appearance of the Dilophosaurus, even after, have all been wrong. 
Like they're never been the right size. But anyway, that's my gripes. My favorite dinosaur. <laughs> I'm gonna bitch about it. That's fine. Uh, Grant needs to rescue Tim, so he goes up the tree. Uh, right after he pulls him out of the car, he decides to follow them. The car decides to follow them down the tree, and boy, they are. I would be shitting my pants in this situation. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, and it's so great when they get to the bottom of the tree and the car crashes on top of them. And they're like, well, yeah. it looks like we're back in the car again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellie and Muldoon, uh, they pull up in one of the vehicles. They discover the dead Gennaro. You don't get to, see, you don't see anything, but they find probably pieces of Gennaro. Uh, and then yeah. they this find, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think this was too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get uh, them finding uh, Malcolm underneath some debris and they get them into a Jeep and then they're trying to search for the other vehicle. Cause they notice that there's only one. They yep. go to the side of the now cliff uh, paddock and notice that the car, other car is down at the bottom. Uh, they go down to investigate. They don't see anything, but they see footprints going away from the scene. So they are, they got some hopes that they're still alive. They go back up. Well, actually, we get to see where Malcolm is laying in the back of the Jeep, and he sees yeah. the ripples in the T-Rex footprint. Pretty alarmed here. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> um, and then that's when everybody starts running towards the Jeep, and that's when you get to see where the T-Rex comes out of the trees. It, like, separates yeah. the trees, and we get the chase scene um, yeah. where Muldoon is fast and furiousing his way out of the situation. Uh, and Malcolm's in the back facing the T-Rex, which has to be the most terrifying thing. We also get the shot where Muldoon looks into the mirror and it says yep. some things appear larger. Objects in uh, mirror closer than they appear. Yeah, or whatever. that's, that's yeah. it. Yes. And which is great. Uh, so it's, it's funny when they actually were um, creating the scene, they actually used a rhino as a reference. Uh, so they actually drove a like a, a beat up vehicle next to a rhino, and the rhino was the one who actually created that scene where the head of the T Rex swipes alongside the side of the car. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, not in That's the scene cool. itself, but they they pretty much recorded yeah. a rhino doing something similar, and then they yeah. just transferred it into the into the scene with the T Rex, which I thought was That's cool. That's very cool. We got Malcolm you know, backing into the, uh, the shifter there yep. <laughs> causing some issues. But then the T-Rex just says, I'm tired. I'm not chasing you anymore. Um, yep. also how, uh, so they clocked the T-Rex at a max speed of 32 miles an hour. Thank this you. Jeep, uh, definitely could go faster than 32 miles an hour yet. This T-Rex was I keeping said. up. I was like, go faster. I just thought better, more better incentive with some fast you, food. You can't throw numbers out there like that and then have a scene where the T-Rex is chasing an automobile. Yeah. So I it's agree. wild. I agree. It's like, I know that you can drive faster. Grant, Lex, and Tim climb another tree, and you always get the joke. It's like, I just got out of a tree. Now I got to go back up a tree. I'm not afraid of trees. So yeah. I know I don't yeah, hate them. So yeah, yeah, you weren't in the you last one. The last. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the kids and Grant see some brachiosauruses in the distance and they're singing to each other. Grant shows veggie off his yes, veggie yep, veggie sources. <laughs> Grant shows off his cool raptor claw and Tim tells uh, some really great dinosaur jokes. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Grant decides to toss his claw. Uh, Ellie and Hammond are back at the um, 
Welcome Center, and they have a conversation about life. And Hammond talks about his prior experiences with entertainment. He talks about a flea circus he once ran um, and how people had to use their imaginations to to pretty much imagine the fleas doing, you know, acrobatics and all this stuff where he wanted this place to be something that people can actually see and touch and interact yeah. with, with what's here. Um, but she pretty much puts him in his place. Like you, your eyes were bigger than your stomach pretty much. Like you yeah. were way too ambitious and you didn't think about things through before you started doing this. Yep. Uh, and, and and they're eating ice cream. That's yes, important. yes. Because no the expense was spared. Because the power, because the power is out. They had to. They got to. I made sure you eat that ice cream before it melts. Dang right. Uh, and and then this is where you get a really a glimpse of really how bad Hammond is as a person. He yep. is more concerned yep. about starting again, about doing it again. He's he's going to do it right the next time. And said, you know, he's like your freaking grandkids are out there, grants yep. out there. Like there's people are dead. Like, yeah. Stop worrying about next time, because you probably not. You should be in jail. No, they said the song at the park. Then it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan and the kids get an up close and personal encounter with the Brachiosauruses. They are Brachiosaurus, right? Yes, you're correct. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Lex gets a nice amount of Dino snot on her. The Dino's oh, absolutely. She's sick. She's sick. They venture out of the tree. Alan finds dino eggs, and that's when you get, oh shit, Malcolm is right. So the thing was is that they mixed the D- the dino DNA that they pulled out of the amber, uh, they mixed it with frog DNA. And there are certain species of frog that if it's in a environment with the same sex, uh, in order to procreate, it one of them would change sex so that they can re- uh, procreate. And that's what the dinosaurs are doing because they're all female, Eventually, one of them has to turn male to help make more. And this was my this is the point I was talking about. This is one of my this is going to where I get to refer, reference my favorite scene from the novel that is not in the movie. And I understand why they did this. It's why Biosyn's not mentioned. It's why a lot of this stuff streamlined, like we know for movie format, because books are just way too much information to condense into a film. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene in the novel. This is before all the power and everything goes out. Or maybe it's it's right before everything kind of goes to shit. Uh, Ian's in there with, I want to say, Sadler, Mr. Arnold, and um, Hammond. And they're like, we have, how do you, he asked him how to keep track of the dinosaurs. He's like, well, we have a system of motion trackers and everything, which he mentions earlier in the movie. Motion trackers, everything that calculates how many dinosaurs we have. So we have 198 dinosaurs. It's like, how do we know we have 198 dinosaurs? Well, our system tells us we have 198 dinosaurs. Punched in 198 dinosaurs, whole list of all the dinosaurs on the island where they're at. He's like, okay, so how do you know you don't have more than that? Well, we don't. Our system tells us how many dinosaurs. He's like, just for the sake of being me being wrong, tell it to look for 201 dinosaurs. <laughs> Scans out 201 dinosaurs. It's like, well, that shouldn't be possible. We should only have 198. The problem is, he's like, he's like, that's your problem. You set a cap. You said they won't breed, but like I told you, 
the way this stuff works is like you said, they'll find a way to make it happen if it's meant to happen. So like they're like it ends up being like almost three hundred dinosaurs are on the island, like a hundred more than they are supposed to be. This is where they really establish the breeding on the island. It's much more fleshed out in the book. It's an I'm not doing it justice, but if you can ever like read it yourself or find a section where somebody reads this, I could send you a video. It's brilliant. It's one of the best scenes of just Malcolm pro- telling proving these people wrong just by how ignorant they are in that situation. And I, I understand why it's like, oh, look, they're breeding in the wild, and it's never brought up again in the movie because there's not really a point to it. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure those are raptor eggs by the footprints. Yes, 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 yes. I, I figured with the way that their footprints were, I mm-hmm. figured it was raptor. Uh, Yeah, so the frog DNA is what caused the sex changes and what's pretty much making it possible for these dinosaurs to um, to make more dinosaurs. Hammond wants to shut down the system and Arnold is like, what? You do realize the things <laughs> that it's going to shut down, right? Like the raptors? Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're paddock, the most dangerous thing on this island? Yeah, it's going to shut the... It's going to shut the... He's like, we got to do it. So he does. And that's when we get our second... You better hold or uh, hold on to your butts as he yeah. turns, uh, shuts the system down and then tr- flicks it back on. And you're like, did it work? And then you go over and it's this little tiny indicator that the system is ready to reboot. Yeah, a little prompt on the screen. Boop, boop. So yes. that's when Grant and the kids are wandering in a field and they encounter Gallimimuses. So it's... Yes. Like a flock of birds, and he's like, "Oh, it's they're like birds. They're 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 flocking, you know, because they literally all ch- when one changes direction, they all change the same direction, and mm-hmm. then they start running towards him. And he's like, are they supposed to like they're they're running this way? We probably should move." <laughs> and then you get the scene of them running away, and it's always great to watch the behind the scenes of them just running to nothing, like they're just running yes. and and, and oh, looking around at nothing, and then they jump behind. Uh, a log as all the gallimimuses are kind of jumping over the log. Um, fun fact, they did this scene as like a test um, with, oh man, with a bunch of the writers or one. No, no, it was uh, a bunch of the guys for that worked for um, ILM and yep. uh, the head designer or one of the, the bigger guys for ILM broke his arm because he yep. tripped over the the thing that was supposed to be the log and, <laughs> yes, sh- and shattered his arm. So oh god. That was that was good. So yeah, so they witness the uh Gallimimus is running away, but then the T-Rex shows back up, just comes out of nowhere and just pounces and we get our first dino on dino kill. That's um true. of yep. of the series. As the T-Rex attacks one of them, you get the sound. Of, I love it because it's the sound of a dog with a toy in its mouth shaking the toy. That's literally what yeah. that t- what the T-Rex sounds like when it's shaking the Gallimimus. And yep. then it takes a, a good chunk out. And I love it where it's just like, can we go now? Oh, that's so cool. There's so much blood. There's a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, there's so much blood, something like that. So, that's a good thing. So Arnold is the one who volunteers to go get the system set or to turn all the power back on. So he, so he just, eh, okay, bye. Bye. Sam Jackson. It was good seeing you. We'll see. We'll see a piece of you later. Uh, right. <laughs> so <laughs> Ellie and Muldoon go out to assist uh, because it's taking a long time for Arnold to come back. Ellie makes a run for it as Muldoon hunts the Raptors because they're, they're walking from where they are, which they're in like this bunker 
um and hammond and malcolm are in there malcolm's all sprawled out on the uh yeah on the table oh and we completely we completely bypassed the scene of him with his shirt unbuttoned sprawled in the security yeah. room as they're talking about other things we'll we'll have an image for 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 the video version we'll have an image of that just plastered on the screen when we <laughs> for you guys all right all right youtube please the whole video just yeah <laughs> we don't, they don't need to see us they just see yeah, just, just, it's just <laughs> it's just ian malcolm sprawled out looking yeah. looking good as always the raptor so they uh muldoon and ellie are in like the forest that's in between the bunker that hammond and malcolm are at and then the bunker they need to get to to turn the power back on and that's when muldoon is like we're being hunted and so good, dude. it's 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 great so he tells her to run because he can see the raptors in the distance and you're like where are they i can't see them and she sprints and you're like all right i'm gonna question this because i would figure if she started sprinting wouldn't one of them chase her at least one of them there's three in of theory. them there's three of them and they're all in that scene all three of them are in that scenario because they fuck with Muldoon. They trick him. He's aimed at one, and then one of them is uh, watching. Mm. No, maybe it's only two then in that scene because the third one would be already in the bunker she was in or she goes yeah. to because yeah. yeah. So Divide she and conquer. Yep. So she runs into the bunker. She's all freaked out. Shadowing. Hammond uh, directs Ellie to the control panel to turn on the power. Uh, Grant messes with the kids as he touches the fence. I love this where he's, oh, <laughs> he throws so the good. stick and then he grabs onto the fence and pretends like he's being electrocuted. And uh, Lex was not a fan, but Timmy Timmy had a good time. <laughs> uh, so they decide, well, we need to climb over this fence. And since there's no power to the fence, we should be okay. So they start climbing. But that is when... Ellie gets to the control panel. She starts turning everything back on. Uh, everything is going fine until the alarms start going off on the fence, which freaks Timmy out and causes him to freeze. Um, they, you know, Lex and, and Grant are on the bottom. Like, you gotta go. Come on. We gotta, you gotta get down. You gotta get down. And I love the timing of how she's turning everything on and he's doing the countdown. And right as he gets to one, she turns the, the power back onto the fences and he shoots off. Uh, that's a lot of volts. I don't remember exactly how many it said, but it's like he's dead. Like this small yeah, child is 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 fried. Uh, he gets yeah. shot off, and you get like the Lex makes like a dinosaur noise when she goes to like aid him. Do you do, like every time I hear that sound? It sounds like a it sounds like a compy is like oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yes, yeah, going after something. Ellie goes uh, from happy as everything is. All the powers turning back on to terrified as she gets attacked by one of the raptors. Um, and I'm gonna say right now, the the way the raptors look in this movie are my favorite. I love the original raptor looks, like the way the raptors look in this. Not over uh, complicated. It's just they I like it. I just love the they, way they look. They look menacing. I agree. I feel like they do. I they feel do. like the farther they go into the series, the more you're like, oh, now raptors, they're just like puppies. You're like I hate I and I will say it when we get to these movies. I hate the way the Raptors look in the Jurassic World movies. I do not like the way blue looks. I don't like the way that they just I to me. The Raptors are scary. 
Like they are scary. Yep. Like you watch Jurassic Park and these raptors are terrifying. And even in Lost World, I, I like because they're, they're a very similar look. It's when you get to like Jurassic yep. Park 3, you're like, okay, I've lost the the fear yep. of the raptors has kind of gone out the window and the Jurassic World just ruined it all. I want to say this little bit out here too. This is a personal thing for me. So the, the the scene where she gets attacked by Mr. Arnold's arm. Yeah. When that kind of like, whoop. yeah, that's right. As yeah. she, after she gets attacked by the Raptor through like the, the cables oh, yeah. and then she backs yeah. up and then the arm comes down. She's like, Oh, Mr. Arnold, I'm so happy you're here. And it's just his arm. <laughs> Funny fun fact about that. Um, I'm gonna stat, I'm gonna plug this channel real quick. There's a channel on YouTube, Jura- uh, Jurassic Collectibles. Uh, he doesn't really do it in the many of the reviews anymore, but I'm pretty sure he still oversees it. It's a friend of mine, David. Uh, he is a huge Jurassic Park fan, like massive. And uh, in there's actually a scene that, of that whole Mr. Arnold thing where there's actually supposed to be his arm and then like other parts of him, yeah. but it was cut out of the movie. He has the on-screen arm that falls on her shoulder, like the actual. Yeah, I've seen it. He has wow. legit. He has it. It's, it's so cool. He's. I think he's also got the leg that was not ever shown on film. I read. Yes. I read they actually filmed a scene with Samuel Jackson getting attacked by the raptor. It wouldn't surprise me. That I don't know for sure, but it would not surprise me if they did. I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah. But yeah. Little little bit of trivia. So Ellie runs out uh, and locks the raptor inside. Muldoon goes in uh, for the kill. He's pretty much stalking one of the raptors. He thinks he's got a shot on it. But the alpha female, I'm guessing this one was the alpha female, the one that kills him, which I feel is it's perfect because of the fact that it's killing Muldoon, who is the guy who's the the keeper of the raptors, you know, to have her be the one to kill him. Uh, So and that's when you get the line clever girl and he accepts it he knows he's gonna die like he he's not like he screams of course when he gets attacked but the fact that he like she is within three inches of his head and he knows he can't turn and shoot her it's it's such a great line he just looks like a clever girl and then he gets attacked and that's when he starts to scream and it's great because you don't see you see him getting attacked but you don't see it's not too like it's not there's no unnecessary gore or anything you just yep. you know it's 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 over it's kind of like the kind of yeah just the way yeah you just see kind of like the silhouette fun, uh, fun fact also he lives in the novel Muldoon does not die in the novel i'm sad he died in this he's such a great I character know. I, I have to say clever girl you do have clever girl socks but my favorite character that's kind of like Muldoon is in the second one of my favorite characters that's like Muldoon is in the second one when we get there oh i know who you're talking Yes, I know who you're talking about too. And he's an <laughs> RIP to him too. Right? Uh so yeah, so Oh wow, where the hell did my notes just go? I wanted to I wanted to punch him though. He's like his notes just say, and then the dinosaurs went out to get ice cream. Like I don't remember <laughs> writing this. <laughs> uh, before we leave tonight or before we stop this stream, remind me to show you my cane. Do you do you have a Hammond cane? I do. Oh, so jealous. It came from it came from David though. Yeah, my that same guy. Like he's like he lives in the UK. He's like, dude, I need some stuff from America. Do you care? Like I just started a conversation with me. He's like, You want could you help me get stuff? Because obviously not everything's sold over there. So I like sent him a huge package full of stuff. He paid for everything. All the product, shipping, everything. I sent it. He's like and he's like, All right, dude, I sent something your way. I was like, Ah oh, no, don't worry about it. It's literally like a replica. That's awesome. Cane of kind of, I'll show it to you. It's cool. Anyway, go ahead. Uh Grant brings Tim back to life. 
Uh, they get back to the welcome center and Grant comments on Tim's hair. He pretty much calls him Tim, the human or the, was it the human piece of toast? There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ellie and Grant reunite as Tim and Lex chow down on some pudding and all that fun stuff. But then we get the great shot of Lex seeing something in the distance. She's got the jello on the spoon and it's just shaking. And then you see, you see the silhouette of a Raptor walk behind the, the painting of the Raptor, which is so, I love that shot where it it lines up and then the Raptor head turns to look where they are and they run away into the kitchen. And this is where we get one of the most famous scenes of, of the entire series. And one of probably the most iconic scenes in cinema history is the kitchen scene uh, where Lex and Tim hide um, at like the far end of the kitchen. And that's when we get, the raptors uh we get the raptor going up to the window and you know blowing you know blowing some air on the window I'll get it up yep and then we get the don't we get it where uh malcolm is talking about like oh well at least ra- like it's like raptors can't open doors or something like that he somebody t- says something about doors and they're like and that's when you get the the raptor actually opening the door. Yeah. And it opens well, it, it up. Knobs. Yeah. 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 Well, they yeah it's such, a ter- such a terrible design. <laughs> we get, <laughs> we, then we get the first raptor walking in. And you get the great practical effect of the, the full, the full raptor, the doorway and it doing the barking call. And that's yes. when you get the second raptor showing up and that they do their little like friendly banter where they're like arguing with each other and they like nip at each other as they're walking yeah. through they're animals so they do exactly. you know they're gonna act like animals and i love that they did that they do you know they're they're just doing you know what they're what they were designed to do it's now, the, the subtleties that spielberg goes for like little oh things yeah in movies so good people do that make them seem realistic not like you know, it doesn't have to be in the movie, but it just aids the scene because it seems realistic. Like stuff people like taking their hats off, putting them back on, you yeah. know, messing with their sunglasses, whatever. But yeah, so, like, so you get the so, so Tim and Lex have to try to avoid the raptors. The raptors are walking. Then you get the one raptor that hops on top of the counter um, and walks along the counter. Um, and then you get the I love the the shot of uh, Tim and Lex looking under like in between the t- uh, the counter. And it's the raptor steps and then it it taps the floor with its retractable claw, I guess yes. they call it. Yes. Oh my so good. That's not in enough movies. No. Just that subtle, like it tapping the floor. Yeah. They That's escaped. psychological, dude. Oh, it's so bunch. They get down to the other side of the kitchen, but they accidentally hit one of the spoons and the spoon falls off and one of the raptors sticks its head through the cabinet and that's when it licks the spoon. Another thing they didn't need to add. The thing could have just like sniffed it. No, it licked it to taste it to try to find them. They are hunting. They taste are. the booger flavor. Yeah. <laughs> we then get Lex going into, um, I'm guessing a dishwasher. Is this a dishwasher? Or is this an oven? I think I think it's like a little, just a metal, like it's like a metal cabinet. Is all okay. it is. It's like a slide door. I think. So she's having, she's hiding in this thing, and she's having a hard time shutting the door, and the Raptor. Caesar and's legs time for dinner and he charges at her 
but you realize it's just a reflection. She's actually on the opposite side. So the raptor mm -hmm. smokes into this cabinet, knocks himself oh, out. Yeah. Tim starts running towards a freezer. The other raptor charges after him, and he gets a really cool there where he grabs onto the door handle and like swings his way around as the raptor s ice skates through the, the freezer. He turns, uh, comes out. He's trying to put keep lock the raptor in there, and that's when Lex freaking like Frankenstein runs through the <laughs> yeah, ah! yeah. like pushes the door shut, locks it, and uh, they escape. But the raptor that knocked himself out earlier, he's back up. She's oh sorry, I keep saying he. These dinosaurs are she's, but actually one of them could be a he now since uh, they yeah. did uh, they did mate and make more dinosaurs. And there's only three raptors on this island. Yes, they do. So they escape. The kids reunite with Grant and Ellie. And they eventually go into back into the security room. And mm -hmm. because the power is out, the door locks won't like they, they won't work. So Grant and Ellie have to hold the door shut as the Raptors are trying to come in or, or Raptor is trying to come in. And this is where we get this is where Lex becomes useful. So she stated before that she is a hacker. So of course she has to be the one to get everything back up and running. So she does her hacking stuff. And you got Timmy in the background, like hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Like she gets crapped on the whole movie. Now she gets to shine. This yes. is Linux based. I know this. Yeah. I love it. She's like, she types a few things and then it's all mouse. Like yeah. how is that? Burr, 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 burr. It's like the sound it makes. I'm like, Oh yeah. God, what is fine. going on here? Where's the dial-up noise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so she gets the locks working and everything's back up and running again. And this is where we get another just garbage look at Hammond. As Grant yeah. calls Hammond and says, hey, uh, John, I think the, the, the phone's working. And then he asks, how are the kids? And that's when the you don't see it happen, but you hear it. The glass breaks. So it means the raptor the they're coming through the glass. And that's when Grant pulls up the gun, starts firing and Hammond screams. No, pretty much. Yep. He gives a shit more of a shit about his raptors getting shot than he does of his grandkids getting out of there. Yep. So that was like, yep. that's where you're like, fuck you, John Hammond. You suck. He's more of a piece of shit in the book. But yeah, I agree. And they escape out. They go into like the air ducts and we oh, get yeah. we get the, the cool shot where they're going through and you get the raptor in and it's getting the the DNA strand letters reflecting yep. on its face as yep, it's looking up. Like such a such a cool shot. And we get the shot where Lex is going over one of the panels. The raptor's head shoots up on the panel she's at. And Grant kicks the raptor's head, causing him to fall, but also Lex to fall. But she holds on. And this is where you get a good shot behind the scenes. Uh, this was her stunt double. And in this scene, she wasn't supposed to look up. She was just supposed to fall and they were supposed to pull her back up. But the stunt double yeah. looked up. So they had to superimpose Ariana Richards face onto the stunt yeah. doubles face uh, so that, you know, people would be like, oh, well, that's not her, even though you could yeah. clearly tell that it was not her. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. So they escaped. But they tried with what they had at the time. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it looks 
it doesn't look that bad. It's just I love the the fact is like, okay, we need you to fall, but you can't look up, okay? Because we got to make it look <laughs> like it's her the whole time. Uh, sh- so they escape out. They get to the, the pretty much the lobby. Uh, they start climbing onto the dinosaur, onto the the skeletons or the fossils that are hanging up on the outside. Do you know what dinosaurs they are? It is. I know one's a T Rex. No, one of them is an Allosaurus. Is it an Allosaurus? I believe so. I looked it well, up I and the, I knew one of them wasn't the T Rex. The other one's, I think, probably an Apatosaur. Or maybe, maybe you're right. I'm trying to look here. Because the skeleton does look like a, I could be wrong, but the head does look like a T Rex skull for the head, but the the, the long neck dinosaur looks like a sauropod, looks like an Apatosaur or something. Mm. You might be right. That's okay. I'm full of crap, dude. Most times, so it's very very low chance. So they get out. Uh, they start climbing down the, the the fossils there, and the raptors come too, and they hop on, causing all of the bones to disconnect, and they're all hanging on their mm-hmm. own thing. They cool all, scene. yeah, that's really cool. They um, each of them fall in a different way, uh, and we then get the scene where it's the four of them versus the two raptors because there's only two now because one of them is in the fuck freezer. He's freezing to death. That one's not getting this, out. This, the other one's the other one out of the bunker. Yeah, he got out of the cool. bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to see where you get like the cool like pose, like it's about to strike. And right as one of the raptors, the the first raptor goes to pounce. That's when uh, the T Rex comes out of nowhere, grabs that one, whips it across the room. That one's immediate. That one's already out for the count. Then the second one comes yeah. and attacks. Uh, jumps on the side of the T-Rex, trying to attack it, trying to do some damage, but the T-Rex gets the upper hand, grabs onto the other one, whips it into uh, what's left of the, the bones that are hanging there. Yeah. And the everybody's everybody else is like, okay, we're out of here. They, and as they are getting into the Jeep to get out, uh, pretty much Grant's like, yeah, I just want to let you know we are not endorsing your park. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, I Neither know. Am I. Neither am I. <laughs> and then we get the iconic scene of the T-Rex roaring for the final time and the banner that says when dinosaurs ruled the world falls. Yep. We then get the solemn music playing as everybody's getting into the helicopter and uh, Hammond looking off into the distance as he is just in utter shock of what of everything that just happened in this one day. <laughs> yeah, no kid. Yeah. And yeah, then we get the scene of Grant with the kids and everybody on the helicopter. Um, and we get the, the somber final music as we look out the window and we got some pelicans flying beside the helicopter. And then that's it. That is the end of Jurassic Park. What are our final thoughts on this fantastic movie? Go ahead, dear. I mean, it has its flaws. I mean, don't you say that. <laughs> we talked about them, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We talked about them. Oh, I mean, overall, it's still a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, we're not going to do any rankings on this episode because. Every, everything's gonna be number one and to be honest with you i don't think any of the other jurassic park world movies are going to topple this one 
I just I, I oh, there's no, no way this one is like like, no. like like Dan said earlier this movie is in its own it's on its own shelf you have Jurassic Park over here and then you have the rest of the Jurassic Park slash world movies over here yeah which are all generally good movies right yeah. like for, for, they're generally good films compared to tons of other movies but it's just like you said there's just too much of a benchmark set by the first one it's just it's not even fair yeah and like um I, I don't it, it came out at a good time if you know you're a little bit younger than myself and i was grew up being into dinosaurs this was prior to jurassic park so i've always loved dinosaurs as long as i can remember like most kids you know but like when this came out it's like you're young enough to love dinosaurs right and then this comes out and it just like scares the shit out of you and it's so good and the dinosaurs look great to be as i say my daughter was watching she got scared at the beginning during the the raptor attack scene at the very, very beginning of the movie. I'm scared. Dad runs over to me. And I was like, well, you sh- they, they, they are scary. They are dinosaurs. And I was like, it's okay to be scared, sissy. When I was little, I was very scared of this movie, too. So kind of explain the context. But it's good. It's good. Yeah. It makes it does a good job portraying um, dinosaurs as animals. Dinosaurs as beautiful and majestic and dinosaurs as terrifying as they should be like they're like any animal you know it you know i don't know it's a great movie dinosaur fan or not if it just didn't make you a dinosaur fan when you were a kid there's something wrong with you oh i mean this like i said this is one of my top three favorite movies of all time it's just it's i remember seeing this for the first time when i was very young and just I, i you know, people they they expect you to watch certain movies and be like, "Oh man, this movie is gonna this movie could mess you up. This movie can make you like you watch a horror movie or or a movie about a serial killer. Like you watch Silence of the Lambs, you're like, oh, oof. you must be messed up to wa- enjoy something like that. It's like no, that just made me that just made me enjoy. Like know that it's like cinema is just so there's so much good." in the in the sea of garbage that is cinema oh yeah uh and jurassic park is a gem i don't think you know as much as i i want you know these sequels you know as much as i want the sequels to be good i know there will never be one as good as jurassic park it's the same with you know any movie that has a a solid first movie like this you you can't hold the sequels up to it i feel it's just it's not good. Like it, 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 it makes the it makes those other movies look even worse than they probably should be considered. Very rare exceptions do exist, of course, for some people like Terminator, Terminator Two, Alien, Aliens, which I will die on the hill. I disagree with that, but um, general consensus is Aliens. They're two different movies. Alien. Like, yeah, they are exactly they are, but like, but there are those rare instances where there is a sequel that is better than the original film right doesn't always happen but it does no 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 that's yeah that's not really what i was saying i didn't i wasn't saying there are no sequels that are better than the originals no i know when you have a movie as strong as jurassic park yeah well how do you make it better with with the way it's the same thing with jaws and they did it you know they i felt like they didn't know what to do so they just kept on making the same movie just worse way worse you mean you mean like Friday the Thirteenth? But it's just like carbon. It's <laughs> oh like making God. a carbon, a carbon copy. Like the the more you copy something, the worse it's gonna be. Oh God! 
And we need to do that. And I agree with you. We need to do the Friday the 13th. Movie. That dead, that dead me channel. He's doing, uh, so his first videos he ever did on his channel were kill counts for all the Friday the 13th. Well, yep. he's redoing them because his channel has grown and it's, he's oh, yeah. a lot better at the show. So he's redoing recounts now on all the Friday the 13th. He just got the last one I watched was, uh, a new beginning or no. The final chapter. That's four. So, yeah. yeah. The one with Corey. I, Feldman. I, I, yeah. Um, I, I, they're a guilty pleasure. I love them. I know they're not good, but I, I love them to death except for like five and five sucks. Sorry. Anyway, the, the thing, the thing, yeah. Friday the 13th is that's, that's a, a film series where it's the same movie every, like every time oh, yeah. they make the movie is like, all right, what, what else can we do? Oh, we, we could put more boobs in it. We could put, <laughs> we could, we could uh, give some, we could just, I think the kills are what make Friday the 13th cool. Oh, like, yeah. how are these people yeah. going to die? We all know these horny teenagers are going to die somehow. How will we, about, what cool way are we doing? And then, and you get yeah. to see actors, you know, really famous actors, like before they were really famous. I know that Kevin Bacon was in the original. Yep. Uh, Crispin Glover from Back to the Future was in f- uh, four. Yep. Oh, you know, what's, yeah, yeah, I think you're at four, yeah. So, and then, uh, well, I mean, a lot of stuff, like Johnny Depp was in the first Nightmare on, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, it's just, just a little shit. But anyway, yeah. yeah that, that's no, no comparison at all to Jurassic Park. I was no. just referring to movies no. that were going downhill after the first. Anyone who listens to this, uh, listens to this podcast is going to know, like, we might talk about a film for most of this show, but a lot of times we're just going to start rambling about things that we want to do or just things we want to talk about. I want to kind of throw it. Go ahead. Just hit that go off and left field, you know. I'm easily distracted by shiny things. Um, <laughs> I will, a couple things I want to throw out there, just random shit, because obviously I love this movie. I would not have dinosaurs or paleo, paleo, paleo biology tattoos all up my arm of various different uh, ancient life forms. Not all dinosaurs. Actually, I think I've only got two dinosaurs on my arm. But anyway, um, Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park video games, especially the Super Nintendo Nintendo, are not the best games, but Super Nintendo game is a killer soundtrack, for whatever that's worth. Um, John Hammond dies at the end of the novel, the first, the original novel. And beginning of the novel is actually somewhat recreated, the original novel in the second movie, which I'll mention that more when we cover the second movie. So, oh, well, one of the facts that I'm going to state when we talk about Lost World uh we'll just you know you're gonna you're gonna give us some some things that weren't in the movie that were in the book but pretty much they didn't spoiler they didn't use much of the book to make the movie no no <laughs> the lost shame, world. There's, there's a scene in the lost world novel that really should have been in the movie but that's right. beside the point but yeah it's fantastic 10 out of 10 yeah i agree yep so I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. We are, uh, we of course are on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a comment. Um, make sure they're nice. Okay. Like this is uh, the first, the first podcast to go up on YouTube's. So it's not going to be the greatest looking thing. Like right now, half of ours is not even on the screen right now. Oh, she's not hi. even in the shot. That's fine. There's, there's as long as we can hear her voice. <laughs> Yes, there's a difference between being rude and uh, per, uh, um, providing proper criticism. Right. We are definitely here to listen to critiques and, you know, anything you guys want to see in the future. Because 
Um, there's a lot of things that the show uh, that we want to do with the show. Like, it's not just going to be these just sit down and do like reviews on movies. We do want to do, you know, podcasts where we talk about, like we were just talking about like a podcast about movie sequels about, you know, remakes about remakes, uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, we'd like to mix in things like that. Um, and, and other things, even shorter videos of, of like breakdowns on certain movies, um, and we're also going to uh, talk about TV shows. You know, there are a lot of shows coming out. Um, some a lot of shows that I'm super excited to to watch and review. Um, and we don't want to just talk about movies. There's a lot of media out there that we want to talk about, and there's potential we could just have a podcast where we just sit here and just talk about anything. You know, it doesn't even have to be movie related. Even though this is a, a channel with the word film in it, but who cares? <laughs> We can do whatever we want. So make sure you follow us down here at at dissect that film on Twitter. Also make sure to follow us on YouTube. We're going to post the link in. uh, Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to post the link on Twitter because we need subscribers in order to get our domain name. So uh, it's kind of, it's going to be a long, a nice long uh, URL for you guys until we hit that hundred is a hundred subscribers, I think, and to get the custom URL. So, Hey, Get us to that hundred subs so we can get the, the our custom URL so that it'll be easier for you guys right. to go to the channel. Also, uh, we're gonna be starting a Patreon at some point. Um, so if anybody wants to watch the uh, shit show as we record it, <laughs> you can do that. And then you know anyone who doesn't, you know, you have to wait until the video comes out on Friday. So yeah, uh, yeah. So our video, the video form and the audio form will be released every Friday. Um, if a episode isn't going to be coming out that week, you guys are going to know about it. It's not going to be just like, Oh, what happened to that? You know, why aren't we getting an episode this week? Well, we'll, we'll make sure to let you guys know, um, if you know, something were to come up and we can't, you know, put something out. Um, we all have jobs. <laughs> we all have families. Yes. This Allegedly. Is, yeah. So this, this is something, <laughs> this is a pat, this is a passion project for me. And I'm super excited that, uh, Dan and Ara are here to, to you know ride the ship <laughs> with me I'm just, I'm just glad that you all asked us because i genuinely love doing this and i don't have to do the editing don't ask me to do it bro i i i might even hire somebody if i get too frustrated I was saying, <laughs> we get it we get enough people in here you know put listen if, when we get the patreon set up go on there if you want support us so somebody else can edit it so parker right. doesn't have to worry about it and plus i'll probably say something crazy inappropriate that will not make it into the podcast but it'll be live <laughs> all i gotta say is that dan was really good today so we don't have to cut anything out <laughs> i try i try i have my moments but yeah make sure to drop a like down below uh and also hit the sub button um also uh make sure to follow us we uh, the podcast is available on google Podcasts, youtube or uh spotify Apple Podcasts and Podbean. So make sure to check the audio version of the podcast on any one of those sites. That will also be out every Friday. Dan and Ara, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you for, for having us here. back. Oh, I'm it. so excited. I'm so pumped for what we're, you know, the, the craziness that is ahead of us. Until next right. time, ladies and gentlemen, you all have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.